And just like that, season two of the Educators Podcast. We're here. We're live. I appreciate you clicking today and listening to the episode. Make sure you listen to all the older episodes. They're all available. 29 episodes plus more are all available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's on over seven different platforms. Don't forget to follow me at Educadence on Instagram. You can follow my personal account as well. Check out what we're doing there every day. Uh, we're also on Twitter. When I say we, I mean myself. So go ahead and check it out at Educadence. All the links are right here in the podcast show notes. Uh, you have any comments, any feedback, anything you want to give me would be amazing. Um, and don't forget, you know, like I said, review and rate the show. It helps me out a lot. And you know what? Enjoy today's show. With an educator himself. Enjoy the show. Fun. All right. Welcome back to the Educators Podcast. And I'm your host, uh, Alejandro Gutierrez. And uh, I should have let Danny do the intro, right? Danny has that smooth voice to get us started. Uh, anyways, uh, I appreciate my, my guests today. They're coming on, they have their own podcast. And they've been doing it way longer than me. So I want to pick their brains today and just talk and see where we go from that. So anyways, gentlemen, you want to introduce yourselves for me, please? Go ahead, John. Well, I'm John um, from L.A., avid soccer fan. Uh, and yeah, I've been doing this thing for about two years, oh, a little bit over two years, right, Danny? Yeah. It's like two, two years and a month. It's two our newborn month. baby. Yeah, our, our terrible two toddler. But yeah, man, this is a, a fun way. Didn't you know you, you get to meet people like you didn't you know, just avid soccer fans that are as crazy as me watching everything that has to do with Chivas or anything really. Um, you know, sometimes on a good weekend I watch about seven to eight soccer games. So I think uh, my wife has already got used to that. Yeah. Uh, my name, Go ahead, Danny. My, my, my name is Daniel, uh, located in the A1A Valley, uh, co-host to Pacto de Caballero podcast, PDC podcast, uh, at PDC podcast MX on Instagram, uh, everything. But uh, yeah, man, uh, been I'm the new guy. Honestly, I, I can't say that I've been watching soccer for the longest, but I think for me, it was it was more of a platform to push uh the English narrative onto onto English speaking uh uh Mexican Americans because I think that for for a long time there there wasn't a podcast that was in English for Liga MX watchers. Yeah, and and you know, first of all, I want to thank y'all for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. It was the first time I got to do that. It was fun, and I'm addicted now. Um, but I like how you said that narrative in English. I always thought like, and this is just something just came to my mind from before, um, was that I always thought that Chivas would be, would do big time if they were find a way to get onto NBC, you know, like in English, you know what I mean? I always thought that that would, I know they're like on ESPN, I know there's games here and there, but I always thought it'd be dope for like one team to just be like, you know what? Like, yeah, we're in Espanol too, but we're going to try to just break that and be on a major network in English. I, I just thought there, I feel like, 
Um, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously the fan for it, right? And you could tell me more about it because you're the one who started a podcast around it. But I'm definitely like English speaking, you know, and Spanish speaking. But I do like speaking with friends about La Liga Mekis, but oh, we, we do it in English, you know? So it's like, yeah. or, we, or we do it both. So like you said, there wasn't many before. I think there's more now coming up, right? There's more media, like they have hashtags on Twitter and, and there's like a little bit of movement trying to do it in English. But I do feel like La Liga Mekis is not doing a good job of trying to get the English speaking fan, you know? I don't know. That's just me personally. So, so with that, it's funny you mentioned that because we were talking about this the other day. Uh, Chivas is on NBC now. Chivas, because they signed with Telemundo oh, yeah. and Telemundo is under that universal NBC umbrella. They're starting to promote more of those English games, which is, which if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, the feed off Chivas TV. So that, that's a good thing. And, and during the pandemic, when it first started, the last week, uh, of that tournament, which was Monterrey Chivas, the last game, it was broadcast on CBS Sports. It was broadcast mm-hmm. on NBC Sports, NBC, and Telemundo, or TUDN. ESPN had it too. So, you know, it, it was a great breakthrough. And I'm, I'm more of a nerd because I like to listen to what, um, what carrier is going to carry the games. And, yeah, I just... Love soccer like that. I'm you just, like everything. Like, about yeah, it. I, I geek out. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, John. John's crazy like that, man. I, I, he's just like a, a early morning warrior. Um, he wakes up at like three a.m. in the morning. Start wa- starts watching, you know, La Liga and in Europa and, and everything else. But I I think for me, um, you, you're you're completely right. I think that the Liga MX has really missed out on a lot of fans. I think that there's a big community on Reddit right now, uh, over 25,000. And that's just people that know how to use the Internet, you know, like because some people don't even know what Reddit is. I, I think that in the past couple of weeks, we've heard about Reddit and it wasn't for, for Liga MX, but because of the whole Wall Street <laughs> yeah. and, and, and all that. But before that i mean you know there's a huge community out there that they're all english speaking like for the most part that that reddit group is all english speaking and they're just missing out on a lot of fans i i believe because there there comes a point in time where you know second third generation mexican americans um they just don't know how to speak spanish anymore it's it's just the truth of the matter they 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 don't go back or, and, and learn the language and, and then you miss out. Like, even though they watch the games, they don't understand the, the narratives behind it. And, and, and I think you're, you're completely right. I think that there should be a market. And I was talking to John about it. You know, they renew it in 2022. Um, so I'm hoping that we get more money through through the renewal. But we'll see what happens. I, 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 Liga MX is one still one of the most watched um, sports events in North America behind, you know, basketball behind uh the mlb but when it comes to mls versus Liga mx they don't compare and even sometimes I, I was telling john like uh the european leagues like liverpool and all those teams you know they they might get high ratings once a week but we get high ratings week in and week out you know it's like in the in the millions while while maybe one game will get you know four hundred thousand, but it, you, you base everything else, like every single game, and you put them together, and we're like $5 million a week. The numbers are crazy, right? Because even with – like, it's it's hard. It's, I guess it's really hard because, like, the MLS has always been on Univision, right, since day one. You know, since day one when I was watching MLS in 1996, 
you know, it was on Univision. That's where I watched it, and Channel 10 or ABC, you know? And and then you, that, even like the Selección, you know, Estados Unidos, the U.S. national team, they're always on Univision. Like since day one, they've been in Spanish. Like all the time, they, they always put them in Spanish and English. And there was a little moment where El Tri was on ESPN. You remember that? When Chepo was letting mm-hmm. the, the boat just sink? It was El Tri on ESPN. Right? <laughs> I remember I remember watching that. And they actually had good commentators, man, that uh, Polanco and I forgot who else. And they like, they spoke Spanish. So when they when they narrated like the last names and they, and they yelled the goal, it was, it was like, it was dope. You know what I mean? It was real. And, and I, I feel like we got to kind of take it that way too. You know, we can't just, you know, I don't know that the, the Spanish media can't just always promote just one league. I feel like the, you know, the, the Mexican league has to find a way to get into the English media too. I, I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously they're trying to make that partnership, you know, they're trying to join these leagues and, and make up these new tournaments all the time. And obviously the world cup together, so I don't know. I know they obviously know the money's here. We know when a team come, we talked about it last time. When teams come here, the market is here. And like you said before, maybe, maybe there's third generation kids that don't speak Spanish anymore, you know, but not just that. Have you met, like we talked about, there's Centro Americanos, people from El Salvador, Honduras, people from Argentina that I know, people from other places, and they watch Mexican soccer. Like they watch America, they watch because some of their players that they root for end up on some of these teams, you know. So I don't know, they're they're missing something. And we definitely have to, I mean, not we, we can't do anything about it, but we, we definitely have to see how they can get, you know, um, onto the English media for sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're for sure leaving money on the table. And like you said, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that are Guatemalan, Salvadorian, uh, and they know the teams, like whether, whether they want to admit it or not, they, they know the teams, like um, they, they know who the big teams are and, and when they play and everything like that. Cause I, I used to, when the CONCACAF came around, you know, I used to talk shit and I would be like, Oh, you guys are going up against, you know, America. How do you guys feel you guys are going to do? Um, and for the most part, like, you know, the way they talked and everything, but uh they just hated they hated the fact that they were always behind on on mexico and and just you know it was never a competition to us uh to them you know you 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 ask them and and salvadorians you know they hate us for some reason i don't understand why i still don't get it but uh every time we play against them they just like or anytime we like you said i think you you brought it up in the show um, you'll have Salvadorians that are just rooting for for USA when, when we're up against them because they have a shot. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's crazy. And, and like I said, I think that we're, we're missing out and, and we're leaving a lot of money on the table. We, we as in Liam Eckes, us in PDC, we don't get a cut off that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah it, it's just the rivalry, man. It's just the rivalry. Just like a lot of people from Mexico super dislike the U.S. for political reasons, they take it onto the soccer field, right? I'm in between because I'm a born American citizen. I still root for the U.S. If the U.S. wins, I'm happy for them. When it comes to Mexico, I'm more of a, eh, F them. And I, I know we're on your show, so we can't cuss, Danny. We got to watch it. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. no, it's but, okay. As long as it ain't me, but, it's all good. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was always that rivalry, especially I was the... I was the kid that and I would go to TJ just to get under my cousin's nerves. I would root for the U.S. when the Mexico would play. You know, I would cheer for the Mexico girls, but when the US, U.S. would score, it was like, Ugh. so it, it's it's big because at the same time, I do know a lot of people that don't watch the Gamekis that are Mexican that prefer to watch the Premier League, and, and you know, it, it's yeah. everybody's preference. Like Danny, Danny's really big on 
making Liga MX big and, you know, he waves that flag proudly and that, and, and I respect him for that. At the same time, I, I've been watching this thing for since, oh, since I was little. So to me, it's like, oh, well, we'll see if one day we'll get there. And when it comes to TV, you know, I can't stand through the end. Through the end, that's the only platform we want. But like you said, now we're on ESPN, on Telemundo, so we get a different variety, right? I like hearing Jorge Ramos narrate a Cruz Azul game. Just because this this guy puts a lot of passion, where He's into good. the end they put they they put a lot of you know they're talking about Cruz Azul and then but America did it like this right and and well, that's their own you know obviously their own bike yeah exactly yeah. so there, there's something that this is why you dis, dislike them and I I dislike them obviously because I'm a Chivas fan but at the same time man I don't want to hear about them every day. Uh, on the show, on their show. So I, I, I boycott it. So, you know, I, I watch the Mexican feed. I like listening to Martinoli or or Luis Garcia, right? Yeah. Or even when Sagu- even Saguinho, when he's on those three-man uh, commentator booths, it, it's, it's different. It's not always waving that flag. And with with going back to the Yamakis, I think we're, we are leaving a lot of, a lot of money on the table. But at the same time, you know, those big ratings are just in the U.S. We need to expand. People need to see it somewhere else so they can see the talent, right? So they can see the Carlos Salcedos or they can see the Roberto Alvarados. So that that's one of my things that that I push a lot. And that's why I watch European soccer. The main reason why, like, I love watching European soccer because I love rooting for the Mexicans aboard. I don't care if you came from America. Puebla, Cruz Azul, Chivas, right. you know, you right. got to support your own. We can't, we can't, we can't, it's like you said the other day, we can't bark and say, we need this, we got to do this, we got to, yeah, we got to, we, we, we need to send players out there and then we don't support them, we don't watch them. And, and that's my biggest thing. That's why I watch those. If I, I can tell you seven of those eight games that I watch on the weekend, it involves a Mexican in there. It's just, it's just keeping that, it's keeping that, it's like keeping that connection alive, you know, because like you said, you know, um, you want, I mean, I mean, I guess like I have some cousins that root for USA, right? And it's not like, oh, I hate you. It's not like that. And this is a good, this is a good topic because, you know, we live here and like it somehow like, you know, you, we coach kids and like, we want them, you know, obviously their best chance is probably playing for us. So you're like, mm-hmm. you, you, you're like kind of like torn, you know, and my friends always joke with me, where would you want your son to play? And I'm like, well, wherever he wants, but he knows what I would want him. You know what I mean? It, it's not, and it's not like, I don't like the U.S. national. It's not that. It's not that. It's just holding on to something that my parents gave us, which is like, they're not from here. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like right now I could, I could stop eating tortillas if I wanted to, but we don't, you know, we hang on to these things. Like this is how we eat. This is what we eat, you know? And it's not like we don't like where we are. We don't like. And I think a lot of people try to make it political when it's not, you know, I've had friends who play for the U S national team. You know, I've had, I had a player who I coached, you know, he played for Santos, Danny Cueva, shout out to him. Um, and he went to the U 20 world cup and he played against Pope, but he was on the U S national team, you know? So I, I know it's okay. You know, there's Mexicans playing there and I, I just, maybe it's something inside me that says there should be more Latinos represented in the MLS and in the U S national team. Then maybe like, maybe my view would change a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe. Because, you know, when we, I don't know, I just see it and I'm like, okay, dude, I've been to a park on Saturdays and I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of Latinos, I've seen a lot of people from everywhere playing. And then when I watch the national team, I'm like, that doesn't really represent 
what I see out there. So exactly. we know there's money involved. We know how it works. We know how recruiting, we know all that stuff. I know there's a lot of things that come with that politics, all kinds of stuff, but that's the issue. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, where are these kids at? But why does the kid have to, why does a kid like Jonathan Gonzalez have to, I know that's not a soccer podcast, but we're going to make it one today. Why does Jonathan Gonzalez <laughs> have to, you know, who's he's from Santa Rosa, right? Down the street from here, a couple hours. Why does he have to go to Monterrey, right? Play for Monterrey, you know, be there since he was 14, finally get a debut. And then now they're calling him for the U.S. national team, trying to get him back. It's like, why does someone have to go abroad when they're here? You know, when he born and raised, grew up here. And from what I heard, because I know people uh, that, that knew him closely. I had, I know another kids, a couple of kids that played with him. And they said that, you know, the Copa Alianza, you guys know the Copa Alianza, right? The one that goes around. And they said, you know, they, Copa Alianza has been inviting MLS teams since day one. They've been inviting U.S. national team coaches since day one, and they don't go. And it's funny how the, all the teams from Mexico will make will send one guy out, Santos, anybody. And they'll come out, they'll pick every year, they sign a couple of kids, they take them to Mexico. And it's like, what? But the second they start making a little bit of success, now the U.S. national team starts knocking on the door, like, hey, you know, you wanted to play here? And it's like, like Efrain Alvarez. You know, Efrain Alvarez is, he now he switched over, and it's like, bro, we've seen this happen. It's not the good move. It's not going to work. You know, you don't do that, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, with yeah, um, look at uh, another player. Great example is Edgar Castillo. Edgar Castillo played a couple friendlies with Mexico, and then he switched un lateral izquierdo that you know everybody admired. But sometimes the U.S. is the the route to go to get into a World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. That's everybody's dream. So like. They ask me all the time, hey, if you're someplace for the U.S. or for Mexico, I go, I'll support them with my Mexico jersey on if he chooses <laughs> the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, Mexico is, I think it's the connection between me and my grandfather now that, you know, he was big on the Selección, but he goes, the Selección is not my first love. Chivas is my first love. Mm. And I'm the same way. Uh, with, with that, you know, I, I don't mind if we switch over, man. It's you know, look at Gringo Torres from Pachuca, and he's in Puebla, I think, now. You know, he was a great player, and that's how he made it to a World Cup, going to, to the go? U.S. Did he go to the yeah. World Cup? He was in South 2010? Africa. 2010? Yeah, he was in South 2010 Africa. 2010? Or 2004? Yeah, but look at Yarbrough. Look at Yarbrough. The, the other one is Hercules Gomez, right? He, yeah, but, you know, he's he, from here, though. And look, look, it's weird, right? Because they're from here. Like, he's from Vegas, right? So... He's from here, but like I said, he had to go make that success in Mexico, and then it's like, hey, what's mm-hmm. up? I hear you could play for us. Like, that's kind of weak, and like, I know every country's kind of doing that now, and Mexico's been kind of, we've been kind of pumping up players that have nothing to do with Mexico, and we pumped them up too, like El Messi Mexicano. I was like, bro, chill. Like, he was born in Mexico. He's not playing here, and and I'm, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm guilty for that too. I'm like, oh, bro, he could play, but it's like, is he going to feel it? Like, Neri Castillo was born in San Luis, and we, he did come. But I'm like thinking, like, does he really care? Like, you know what I mean? Like, does he really, did he really want to, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I know it's just, it's like politics gets involved, love for the game gets involved, like, love for your where you're from and all that. And it's like, it's not like we don't like being here. I, like I just said, it's like you said, you have a connection with your grandfather. And to me, I remember it vividly when I was like, man, I was probably nine or 10. Remember that? I don't know if you guys remember the indoor soccer leagues that were going around, the pro indoor leagues that were going around. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento had a team, right? We had the uh, Sacramento Knights. And I remember, they would bring a team from Monterrey, La Raza. And they, 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 were, they, were, they were around for a long time. They were really good. They brought them from Mexico. They would come in. They were in the league. Like Monterrey had a team. That's the other Mexico had a team. And when Monterrey would come up here, like Arco Arena would fill up, bro. You know what I mean? It was like a king's environment. 20, you know, 
17,000 people. And it was a soccer game, right? And you see the Mexican flags and I'm like, what? But it was like, people from here were like, you know, maybe people that can't go back, you know, because of their status or whatever it is. And they have that yeah. connection like, hey, those are my, you know, that's like where we're from, you know, yeah. they're playing, bro. You know, and I remember I was like, oh, I'm gonna go for the Knights. Mom's like, mijo, like, that's cool. She's like, pero, you know, don't forget where we're from. And I kind of like, ever since that, I kind of was like, eh, I'm cool with either way, you know, but I'm definitely like, I'm just gonna rock with Mexico, you know, whatever. It's just soccer. We're not going, we're not, we're not going to war. We're not, we're not, we're not thinking, anything, you know, you know, it's just soccer, you know, relax. If you ask uh, Aguirre, it was a war. Remember when he came back to the selection and it was that during that influenza going in Mexico that um, a certain Central American team was making fun of them, wearing masks, and we yeah, don't want to play with them. And Aguirre goes, we're going to war, man. We're representing my country. Somos uh, once, Aguirre. Yeah, people take it to the – they kind of take it a little too far when it comes to like, – Hey, man, but, you, but sometimes you do feed in – I fed into that propaganda, man. I was like, that's them. I think, like you guys said, it's it's propaganda that it it creates more viewership. They they try to create a rivalry there, when for for the most part it's been a rivalry, but at, at the same time it hasn't been that serious. Like uh, like even in two thousand four uh eighteen when USA didn't make it, it was like that was that was a, a epic fail for them. Um, but like you guys stated, I mean, there, there was players, for, there's a player right now. I can't remember who it was. We were talking about him a couple of weeks ago, but I was just stating, you know, uh, he, he was like a, a forward, but I was telling you that he, he's, he probably has a better chance in the USA right now. I don't, I don't, I don't see him playing in Mexico right now. And if they really wanted to do the call up and just let him know, like, Hey, you want to play in the next world cup? We can call you right now. You know, we, we don't have opportunity and i mean we were doing it too you know it, it, it's not to say we weren't we did it to, to jonathan gonzalez when he he was originally playing with the the usa team so i think there's a battle there and and everybody's trying to gain an inch right now efrain alvarez is going to the united states and and it's fine because at the end of the day there's no room for him in mexico and th and that's okay with me that's the thing right yeah. yeah now now the kid 718 no no but that's the funny thing that's the funny thing. When you like on Twitter, when people post, like they'll post a guy who could play for both, and the second they say you, everyone's like, "Oh, he's weak anyway." He would, and it's like yeah. right away we downplay him. And and I mean, let, like like Johnny said, or or you know, like Johnny's like, there's no room. Like let's be honest. Like like sometimes like they probably know the path too. Like bro, there's this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy in front of me. Like I'm not gonna play. And look, look at a know? player like like Estacio. Uh, he he was originally from Portugal. Uh, came to Cruz Azul. There was no, there's no room for him in Portugal. His second nationality is Canada, so he went to Canada. It makes sense. Sometimes it just makes sense to do it because there's no room. I, you, know, I, Chely, I, you know, Chelis's son played for Canada, right? Chelis's born, Canada. born in Canada, born in Canada to Portuguese parents, to to be exact. Yeah, but, but he's right, right. Yeah, just, just like just like that other um, dude. He was with Puebla. He was a forward. He plays for Canada too. Um, there's, there's oh, Urugu Uruguayo. Ah. Oh, Santiago. Uruguayo. Oh, fell. El, el loco. No, 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 no. Yeah, el loco. Oh, no, 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 yeah, whatever the Italian last name. He's like an Italian last name. Yeah, Lucas Cavallini. Yeah, Cavallini. Cavallini. Yeah, that guy. Um, that guy. But Chelis's uh, son, he played for Canada. He ended up playing for Canada yeah. because even with Chelis's connections, he got no crack in Mexico. And I think his wife 
I think his wife was like Canadian or something. So Chelisa, you know, his son ended up playing like sometimes, like you said, you know, Amione ended up going to play for Lebanon. Remember Heroni yeah, Amione? Think, uh, he ended up going to play for Lebanon I, because Mexico and he went to the Olympic, you know, pre-Olympic or Mexico. He was like on the road there and he didn't go, but it's like funny. It's like, oh, I'll go play for you, bro. Let me, let me get a chance to play. It, it's it's like, like it's like like you like got a call from the Lebanese national team because oh, yeah. his family's from over there. So, you know, there's a lot of stars that that could potentially play in Mexico, and if they don't make it, they 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 have other options, and that's a good thing. You know, right now Gerardo Torado is is after and pressing really hard for Julian Arajo. Right, Julian Arajo is a Galaxy alumni or uh, graduate from their youth system. That he's now the starter on the right back. So you know, there's talent out here too, right? It's just that now it's who do you want to play for? And, and to me, if Julian Arajo comes to La Selección Mexicana, that's great, man. He's a a very good um, forward. Reminds me a lot of um, dude. What's that dude's right back name? When it comes back, I'll, I'll shout it out in the middle of your guys' conversation. But uh-huh. yeah, you know, it, it's not like you know the U.S. just wants our players, right, from Mexico. You know, Gerardo Torado wouldn't be pressing on him or Richard Ledesma and PSV or any other Mexican American that's out there. But I think that's any country, man. I, I think that we're we're, yeah. we're yeah we're equating that to ourselves when it happened. Like, look at the France national team. How many players could play for France because of their nationality? But because there's no room, I mean, you know, they end up playing for the second team. It's it's fine. I'm not gonna hate on a player if if, if that's the option that they go in. I think a lot of people do just because it's like, oh, he doesn't want to play for Mexico. It's like, bro, there's no room right now. It makes sense. If he wants to, like, jumpstart his career, you know, and, and play for a national team right now and get that that brand and sponsorship, you're talking about, like, yeah, I'm going to go to wherever I can because there's going to be a market there for me. There's no market in Mexico for an Efrain uh, Alvarez. And, and yeah, like, we lose out on a player that, that's young or whatever, but – I, I'm personally not worried about it. I think there's still better players at his age range that that um we're we're like over yeah. overthinking and because this guy's playing at LA Galaxy right now, like oh we're saying oh we're missing out, but it's not playing. Well, playing, playing. Yeah. so so that, that, that and that's the thing. But you know we're like oh that's cool, but we all cheered his goal when he scored it against the Netherlands, right? Oh this guy's gonna be in the next cam. He's gonna be in the next rock demo. It's not just us, man. It's the Mexican media. They're the ones that hype it up, and we fall into it, right? You know, you know, you have a scout from Manchester United looking at one of your players, right? Perfect example, Kubo Torres. Chicharito went to Manchester. Kubo came in literally six months after, and he was the next Chicharito. It, it's it's all the media. And the thing is, especially now in the in the social media era, we all believe everything. That's the biggest thing. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm still where I still go on the Internet and I still read my articles. I still read ESPN FC, Marca, uh, IS, you know, because I'm a big Madrid fan. So that's how I get my news. So my biggest thing is I really try not to feed into that social media stuff because, you know, they hyped up Efrain like there was there was no tomorrow when this kid wasn't even playing. Slatan said that kid's good. And said he was going to be the next so and so. Yeah, and, and do you think? But you think like, 
especially with those kids, obviously we can identify with them because we have the same situation. Either we're born here or, or we're not, but our parents are either way we live here. Um, do you think it's obviously something they think of? I'm pretty sure they grow up wanting to play for a certain team, you know, because obviously at home somebody tells them or they watch TV. But do you think one of these choices obviously going to feel like you said the sponsorship is going to affect their career? Like there is really a career changing decision. Like, let's be honest, Neri Castillo could have played for anybody, but he like the media in Mexico is ridiculous, right? Like it's powerful. It's strong. Like Televisa, as much as we hate it, like they are strong. They have influence in a lot of countries. So like, I just know, like, you play for Mexico and the lights are on you. You know what I mean? You play for uh, some other countries, you can go get a coffee somewhere and no one recognizes you. You know, but yeah. you play for Mexico or Argentina, certain countries, you're a rock star, bro. And you can't go anywhere, you know? So I don't know, like, do you think, obviously, do you think that these kids are, are having to make decisions so young and it's like, bro, you better make this decision because this will change your career big time? Oh, yeah. Look at uh, Steven Gerrard when he came to the, to the Galaxy. He said it was the first time in in his daughter's life that they weren't bombarded when they went to the grocery store. You know, it, it's, you, you bring a uh, Jonathan DeSantos to, to the galaxy and everybody's going to recognize him, man, because it's a big Mexican community here, community here. So yeah, it, it totally affects them in, in, in those aspects. Yeah. I, th- I think I just agree with John. I think that overall, it just, the market that you're in but at the same time i mean some people do want to not get recognized and still get paid so it, it does it it kind of helps your your status out when you could come to a place like the united states and not get recognized and and live a normal life and you're you're a huge multimillionaire and nobody even knows it so to each their own you got to remember that even though the star power in mexico the money's still going to be the same it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter where you go. There's money. There's money everywhere. I mean, look at places like Qatar and China. Now they're they're creating uh, they're trying to create big clubs there. It, it's not really working out at the moment, but they do bring in players here and there. Yeah, you can get paid anywhere. I just see like a lot. I was talking to my friend. He's a British, you know, he's from England. And we kind of talk about players that are, you know, choosing to go here, this and there. And I'm like, you know, playing for the national team should still be should still be a kind of a sense of pride a little bit. You know, you should still feel it. You know, I don't think you should just do it just because you want to go play, you know, a, a little league or I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm saying that because I didn't have the opportunity, but sometimes I see players and obviously they make a choice and, and, you know, their families come and play and come into play or whatever. But like, I think it's kind of cheap sometimes when they just want to go play somewhere just because they can. Like if, for instance, like the Boateng, Boateng, mm-hmm. you know, the brothers, right. The twins remember like, or I don't know the twins, but the brothers, how one of them couldn't play for Ghana. Oh, one of them couldn't play for Germany because he cracked Balak, right? He broke his ankle before the World Cup. And so yeah. Germany wasn't going to call him. Like, no, nah, dude, you're like, you, what are you doing, right? Prince. Yeah. So, yeah, Prince. The, the Prince is like, he's like a little rebel, right? But his brother played for Germany. And the and Prince picked up the phone and just called Ghana. Hey, hey, I'm down to play if you guys want to call me. You know what I mean? I, you know I play in Germany. And they're like, yeah. And I think that's kind of cheap at some point. Like, okay, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, but it's like, come on, man. Like, there's guys that are working to be in that situation is just like, hey, I'll go. You know what I mean? I'm eligible. Well, it's just like like the, like bringing up Neddy. Neddy could have played for Italy, Greece, Uruguay, and, and Mexico. And, he would, you know, his, you know, rest of his soul, his dad told them, go where they pay you the most. Yeah. That, you know, that cheapens it. Because like, then, then, then the media, right? Like you said, Televisa is so powerful. And whoever was in that, in that room, I don't know if you remember that the press conference where it's him and Pavel Pardo sitting next together, 
And then he starts going at it with the media and he goes, well, this is why I'm in Europe and you're still here. Yeah, I'm going to like, Europe. You're going to stay here. Like, he did, yeah, he did literally no, down like, where he's at. Like, game, bro, come on, man. But, but here, yeah. and here's another thing to that. I mean, we, we got to talk to, to Gonzalo Pineda, the player that, that played from Pumas, uh, went to Chivas. And I mean, he, he said it perfectly, you know, this, the Mexican selection, they're, they're not worried about you getting injured and, and, you know, your salary at your team might, might be well, that, the whole league. Well, the whole league too. No, but that, that in, in any team, in any team, because at the end of the day, if you go to Mexico and you get, and, and that was the problem with uh, a player like um, Jesus Corona at Porto, that Porto just didn't want to want to risk the, the thing of, of getting injured. So at the same time, like, as a player, as a person that, you know, you might mess up your salary. I think that that goes into play. I know, I know that John always says like, you got to feel the shirt. You got to feel the shirt. And then to some degree, I'm like, I, I, I can't because they don't pay me. They're not paying my, my, my salary. When I get back home, if I come home injured, that's it. I'm done. Like, well, you know, that's, that's contradicting to what you said the other day in the chat that these players need a blade sweat and cry for the shirt. It is the yeah. same thing. No, no. It's the same thing. But, so but that, but that in, in that, in, but in, in that, John, I'm trying. And then, but that that goes to a player that's trying that? to come up. That's not, that's not a star player already. That's yeah. that's a player that's that's trying to to break onto the first team. You know, like if if you've already made it, if you're 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 getting called up for the selection, I think to me you're you're at least like a a pretty good player. You don't have to worry about things like that anymore. But. Uh, to some degree, like I gotta, I gotta see it both ways. You know, I understand that that there's two sides to every story, and you know, there, uh, Gonzalo Pineda was was stating that you know there was controversy with Carlos Vela, but there's things behind the scenes that we don't get to see, where these televisas and and the FMF is making so much money, and how much is the player making? You know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to sometimes even go. Chichero, Chichero, he came, he he actually said some like recently, right, a couple of years ago, he said that like. You know, we keep coming. We know the stadiums, you know, they, they spill up. They're spending, they make millions of dollars in one Wednesday and then one Friday, whatever. And it's like the players, like you said, they're risking an injury. A lot of them were traveling from Europe, right? Which is a lot to come to watch, to come play Iceland under 20 in Charlotte, you know, and to go play Bolivia U23 in, in Denver. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like you're using us like a circus act, you know, we're just showing up, we're doing our thing. And the fans don't care if we score one goal, a penalty, they don't care. You know, they're going to spend $150, you know, and trust I'm one of those guys that, do, that does that. I'm the same. Do that. And so you see that and you're like, come on, man, you know, and, and like, you're right. It's all business, man. At the end of the day, it's business and we can't, we can't, you know, judge these guys. We don't know. Like Tegatito has done that before, right? Jesus Corona, you know, has done that many times with a selection. He's decided that he's lost his passport. He ran out of stickers on his pet, whatever pages on his pet. He's made up things, you know, I know he has some family issues too, but you know, let's be real. Sometimes he just like, I don't want to fly out there for that. You know what I mean? I'm in Portugal. I'm trying to play. You guys want me to be in Europe. Like you said, you want us to be here. You want us to be successful, but you keep making us fly out to some random place to play a random friendly to make millions. And you say, we're great. We could risk a, a knee injury that day. No. So, yeah, and, I, guess, I guess we can't judge them on that point. And, and like you said, I mean, there was so many games that were uh, juegos moleros, ya, ya, ya mucho mole, and all that. And I mean, these the teams that are coming up to play, you know, world stars are are not necessarily thinking that these are friendly games. They're going at it and they're trying to and, make it. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to make it too. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know, you you're risking an injury against a player that that doesn't make you know ten percent of your salary. 
and 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 these guys are trying to make a name for themselves whether it be good or bad like oh okay but that that's i think that there's you know a problem with with it on on both sides and i think that that has to do with the way the fmf is is structured the the mexican federation and i i there's no players union so there's no way to to adjust like uh how much you guys get paid and 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 like you know just be at the table when those negotiations um negotiations negotiations happen sorry uh a little nervous but uh I'm, i'm thinking ahead of myself but um and that's the problem with, with the Mexican Federation that th- to some degree, you just hope that those players were at the table and, and saying like, all right, yeah, yeah, we, we're down, but we don't want to play Salvador or, 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 you know, Guatemala every single friendly. Like, let us play hierarchy teams. It, it, it makes more sense anyway. You know, we will grow that way. But they're also like, they're also, Federación, FMF, they're also like surrender. They're also like, under under the what's called the Zoom, right? The Zoom, the Soccer United Marketing, right? Which is a U.S. Mm-hmm. company. So it's mm-hmm. like even even the companies here know that the money is the Mexicans here. You know what I mean? Like the, they yeah. know because I remember at one point the U.S. World Cup team. It was like they had ten sponsors, I think, and Mexico had twenty one. And they made a big report about it that Mexico had twenty one sponsors, and eleven of them were U.S. companies. You know what I mean? Home Depot, AT and T. We can name the ones. All State Insurance. Companies that are like a Home Depot is available. A lot of them are not even available in Mexico. Like you can't even, that's not even a thing there, you know, Allstate Insurance, for example, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's how people know that that sells. You know what I mean? Just like the concerts that come here, just like Las Bandas that come here, like there's, the money is here because people want to have, like they, people know the opportunities here, but they also don't want to lose that disconnect. You know, I remember one time walking in Oakland, went to go watch some random game. I think it was Ecuador, Mexico. And we were walking down, like, like across the field, you know, where the Warriors play, there's the Oracle, and then it's the uh, A's, right? And so you're walking, and uh, there was a bunch of people walking. We were like a big old – it looked like a parade, but we were just trying to get into the stadium. It was a bunch of people, man. And I remember some ladies pulled up in their car, and and they were like – and they weren't, they weren't Latinos. And they were like, hey, what y'all doing? Like, is there, like, something going on? Like, they thought it was, like, a cultural event. Like, they thought – there was some kind of parade based on some festival, you know, or some kind of Mexican independence day. And I'm like, and, and it was cool to like, I kind of thought about it like, wow, you know what? It really, it really is that like when these games happen, although it's, it's a random little like Iceland U23 in Charlotte, like for those people that live around there, it's bigger than that. Cause some of them have not come back to Mexico. And you're listening to season two of the educators podcast. This right here is a good moment for you to hit that subscribe, that like, that follow button, rate and review the show. And you know what? Maybe you have a book coming out. Maybe you have a show. Maybe you have a company you're trying to promote. Let me know. Let's get you on here. Hit me up on Instagram at Educadence. I'm also on Twitter. Enjoy the show. Some of them can't go back to Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. So to them, it's like, Hey, bro, like, this is our people. Like, this is a celebration. They don't care if it's zero, zero. Like, it doesn't matter. And, and I kind of thought that's like, wow, you know. And then when I saw that in, remember that Sports Illustrated article? Um, it was big. It said America's team. And it was a Selección Mexicana. I don't remember that article. I mean, it was, it was a cover. It was a yeah. cover. And it was like yeah. America's team, right? It was like, because you just, you know, Cowboys were the America's team, right? Like, no, America's team is la Selección Mexicana. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's like when you start hitting, like, it's very cultural. It's very, it's an experience. You know what I mean? It, it's a connection that people have to be like, Hey, you know, like 
those people are from where my parents are from, where I'm from, wherever it may be, you know, it's like that little, yeah. little piece of home for like one night. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think for the most part, you know, like with how you said, there's people that can't go back. I think that that's one of the reasons why so many people tune in and, and just watch it over the TV. I know, I know a guy that I work with, you know, he has residential status, but he doesn't have uh, his visa to be, to be able to fly back and forth. Uh, so, some, something happened there, but um, he was stating, you know, anytime that they come here, even if it's in like Vegas or Arizona or, or Texas, sometimes he, he'll take that trip out and, and he'll just go watch Chivas play or Mexico play. Cause that, that those are his teams. Um, we, I think for the most part, that's why it gets followed so much in the United States because of that fandom that wishes that, you know, like it's, it's like a little piece of home, you know, that's why we, we keep that, that cultural thing inside us. Like we, you know, we still eat the tortillas, we make the tamales and, and, uh, in in uh, Navidad and, and, and the champurado and everything, you know, and, and we try to keep that instilled in us. Um, but, because we we don't some people just don't have or or even not even that because I think for a large part you know Hispanics in general they just don't want to make the trip out my parents you know they have the money they 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 uh they have the visa to to go out and and they decide to stay here I tell them all the time I'll pay for your ticket go ahead fly out my my dad you know his his uh my grandpa's uh, on the older side and I'm like go visit him like once a year man like I, I wouldn't mind it but he's just like, nah, it's okay. We'll we'll go when we have more money, and and it's it's like that, you know. Even even for the people that that do have the ability, they they almost won't go. That's interesting. That's interesting because I think like I, I think in my you know when you said their parents don't want to go. Like I think I go back to Mexico more than my parents do. You know, and we can we can, we can go. You know, thank God we can go and, and buy back and forth. But it's it's like something that I value. To like go back to Mexico and it's not just to party or do like whatever people think is cheap to have fun. No, I just like it's like this humbling experience. It's it's knowing where we're from. And I have a good friend of mine, a shout out to him, uh, Mike, who listens to the show and he was actually on my podcast the first couple episodes. And he's like, you know what, man, I'm jealous of you because I always talk about Mexico. I always tell him stuff, you know. And, and he's like, bro, you at least know where you're from. You know what I mean? He's like, you know where you're from. You know where your parents grew up. He's like, I I, I don't have that. You know, he's just. He's, you know, a white, a white male. And he's like, my parents don't even like, we don't know like none of that stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like, it's like this connection that we just want to keep going. You know, we want to teach our kids that, you know, we want to go back and show them, Hey, like your dad, you know, your grandpa went to school here. You know what I mean? And this is the house. Look, I know it's small. It doesn't matter. Right. Like there's still that connection of like, look, man, like this is like, we, just because we left this place doesn't mean that, you know, we're not going to come back. You know, like you said, some people don't go back cause they don't want to, or they can't, um, so they probably take advantage of it here. That's why there's so many, obviously, restaurants. And and I always tell my students, I'm in, I, and we can kind of transition to the school way, but I'm a Spanish teacher, right? So I always tell the kids, like, have you noticed there's more Spanish radio stations that, that have good music than English? And they're mm -hmm. like, what? And I'm like, dude, for English, you get one or two, your little hip hop, your little pop stations, but that's it in your city, you know? But Spanish, dude, you're like the whole thing, like every... Every three things, is, it's in Spanish. You know, I mean? it could be oldies, it could be banda, whatever it is. Like there is like 10, 12 Spanish stations just in Sacramento, you know? So let's not talk about LA area. Let's not talk about Bay Area. Let's talk about the rest of the United States. And I'm like, I tell the kids, like, you understand how powerful, you know, the Spanish media is. And I'm not just talking about Mexican, I'm talking about anyone that speaks Spanish. Like it's powerful, man. Like there's a huge, there's 21 speak, uh, Spanish speaking countries in the world. 
and not including the United States, which you could definitely include the United States as a Spanish speaking country as well. So like, I, I was trying to, I know, I just try to always like make them, I'm talking about my Spanish speakers, right? I teach Spanish speakers. I also teach non-Spanish speakers. And I tell the kids who do know Spanish, I'm like, you gotta, you know, you gotta hone in on that because when I was going to start teaching, it was, it was to do PE. Like I have a PE credential and I have an art credential, but the reason I teach Spanish is because there was an opening and that's what they were hiring for. And I also had that because, you know, I'm a Spanish major. So I was like, Oh, let me try this. And so it's like, that's where my language came in handy, you know, got me a job and I, I continue to do it. So I tell the kids, you like, if you have it, you got to use it. And the ones that don't have it, I'm trying to like, Hey man, you know, you know how powerful it would be to be bilingual, man. I'm just trying to, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe this is the Spanish teacher in me, but that's what I do. I, I, th I think you're right for the most part. I think that we undervalue the fact that we can even even in marketing, like you're talking about being able to talk to a multiple a multiple uh, piece of Europe, you know, like where a lot of like, you know, there's there's players out in Europe that learn Spanish just to play in La Liga. There's there's a, a huge market in Argentina and in, in, uh, in Bolivia and in, mm -hmm. in Guatemala, Salvador, whatever. And I think that to an extent, we haven't really been known to use the power of our language. And I think it also it, it has to do with a little bit of nationalism and, and just being that, oh, yeah, English is powerful. Or like, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole thing. Like the rest of the world uses the metric system. And, and here we are with with uh, yeah, I don't even know. You, you know what I mean? A, it's called uh, what's it called? Imperial. Imperial. You, Imperial. You, and you Imperial, see what I, yeah. You see what I mean? Like it's 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 almost like, oh, yeah, th this is why we're better than other countries. And it's like, no, man, we at, at some point when you really reach a, a huge market, you're going to have to adapt to what's around you. And I think it helps Spanish speaking uh, uh, people a lot, because at the end of the day, you know, you go to certain areas and no matter what, the English might not help you because there's very few countries that actually speak English, but the Spanish will. And even then, like, you know, you can kind of get by with Portuguese people with Spanish because and, and, and Italian people, you know, so it's it's crazy, you know, how powerful Spanish is. But um, and that was one of the things why I started the podcast, because when I first started, I felt almost. Like I told my parents, like, I can't believe that when I was little, I told you, I don't want to eat beans and rice anymore. I want to eat cheeseburgers and, and spaghetti and I want to be American. And that, that was my thing. Like I was like, I wasn't that. But, but you know what it, it was? It was just me I get you. closing the, the that gap. Like, I don't want to be Mexican. We're not in Mexico anymore. And it's like, oh, my God, I fucking hated myself. I hated everything that I was. I hated everything that my parents were. As I grew up, I realized that. And I was like, nah, man, this can't be it. You know, Um, and it had a. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm like, so I, I met Danny two years ago, uh, but this is the first time I'm hearing this, man. And wow, that's some power, powerful stuff. Because I come from a different background, but continue, Jenny. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think like even my neighborhood around me, you know, we never saw Mexican flags out like how we saw, you know, American flags. And I understand. I think I was telling my wife, you know, we were hiding in plain sight. And to some extent, when I started like the podcast, number one, I wanted a, 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 a something that, all right, like I got to get in where you fit in and, and something that can grow. And I was noticing for the first part, you know, Liga MX is all Spanish speaking. You look up Liga MX and it's like a bunch of YouTube videos of just like Spanish speaking uh, uh, channels or whatever. And I was like, all right, there's a market here. 
you know, they get 200,000 views, they get 300,000 views, whatever, there's, there's a market. But for the second one, I was like, and I get to like, kind of talk about my background about like thing and learn about like cultures in Mexico that maybe I didn't know about, like, I think, and that was one of the things that my parents growing up, they didn't really talk to us about just because we were so closed off from the world because we were always scared of being deported or, or like my parents had their visa since like 1992 and they were scared still in 2001. You know, they were just like, nah, they could take this away from us. You don't know that, you know? Um, oh. Yeah. So I think to a certain extent, they like closed me off from ever being that full capable Mexican or, or like even understanding that we came from empires and we came from mathematicians and and they're the closest. Uh, uh, what is it called? Pyramid is, is, is actually in Ciudad de Mexico. It's not in Egypt. You know? yep. So you we, we forget that we have one of the the marvels of the world in Mexico. You know, it's there's rich culture in Mexico. And then not only that, there's like rich dialogue like you're talking about you go to Ciudad Mexico and it's completely different than going to Monterrey than going to, mm -hmm. to Guadalajara than going to mm -hmm. yeah. you know there's there's rich culture but you ask somebody like hey where are you from all oh, my parents my parents are from uh this place oh like how do you like it out there I don't know I've never been it's mm -hmm. crazy to me man like we've been completely closed off from our own uh uh, birthplace, you know, to, to, for, but it's, it's just, it was crazy to me. And, and that's really why I started the, the podcast. I really wanted to just talk about something in Mexico and make it important because I feel there's that disconnect in, in, uh, in, uh, kids. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Like I, I always hate, and, and I'm a coach too. I'm a soccer coach. So I have those kids that will root for the United States just because of the colmillo that they have for their parents just to talk shit. Just to and I'm just like, man, like, bro, it's, it's not about that, man. Like, I think you got to understand what Mexico really is to, to really root for them. And uh, I think as the years went by, I, I kind of learned that. Sorry, I kind of just went on a no, rant. No, that's uh, man. Welcome no, that's fine. Welcome to fine, Danny's man. rant. It's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you're good, bro. You're good. No. Go ahead, it, you, you learn something. You learn something new every day because we weren't like that. My family proud to be Mexican. We would go to TJ every month. My mom would send us down there every two weeks. My family's originally from Guadalajara. I still have family over there, but my my grandparents brought them to Tijuana, and I grew up. I grew up walking in the Mercado and it, after my grandma passed away in 12 years ago, whatever that is, um, 12 years ago was the last time that I went to TJ up to last year when I went to go see Chivas versus Tijuana. Mm -hmm. And when we were driving in, I was telling, you'll meet him one day, Juvie. I was like, look, dude, that's the indoor soccer field that I always wanted to play. And it's still there. And I was telling him streets and this is where this happened. This is where that happened. And it wasn't, it wasn't like that for me. My first language was Spanish. Like, it was drilled in us by my mom. Believe me, if I would have said, I don't want to eat rice and beans, it was like, then you're not eating at all. No, no, no yeah. yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah right? that's what my parents told me, but yeah. No, no, no yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, I get it, right? It was always that the prideful thing that, you know what, I'm Mexican. And it was always like, yeah, man, my, my family's from Guadalajara. We went over there once. I, just because there's that disconnect that my mom hadn't hadn't been there in a long time. But to me, it was always like I would wear my Jorge Campos jersey out proudly. Yeah. That said Mexico, right? Yeah. 
And it was like, that's my idol. And, and saying what you said, that a lot of people don't understand that there's a rich culture over there, right? Um, two days ago or last week, I was talking to one of my coworkers and they were like, we're, we're, they're talking about adding more uh, stores for where I work at in Mexico. And he goes, but do they have money like that? I was like, are you kidding me? Like Ciudad Mexico is a very rich city, just like right. Guadalajara yeah. and Monterrey, man. Like you, you, he was millionaires, millionaires multi-millionaires, yes. Billionaires. Well, you're talking about the the but, 10 years ago, the, the richest man in the world lived out in Mexico. Well, he's Mexican. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Slim is Mexican. I mean, Slim. he only his grandfather wasn't, right? He came from Lebanon, right? I think. And yeah. uh, you know, whatever. And Carlos actually went to school, right? You know, he was already the second generation born in Mexico. And you know. To be the richest man in the world, what's all we, we just say it lightly, like bro, richest yeah. man in the world, like yeah. bro, you know what I mean? And so the way, and I like how you said that because when I was, uh, I've been to Europe, I've been to a couple, I've been to a couple of different countries uh, with my wife, but when, um, and so Spanish obviously has come into play. Like you talk, like you were saying earlier that you can get by, and I always tell my students when I went to Portugal, I just spoke Spanish to them and they got me. But when I try to like speak English for something, they'd be like looking at me. So like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna speak in Spanish. They got me, you know. And the same thing in Italy. Italy was like, my wife was trying to like, whatever, just say things. I'm like, hey, let's just do it in Espanol. And they're going to get it. And they would get it. You know, obviously it's a little close and they would just get it. But the first time I felt where I was like, I don't know what's going on was when I went to France. I was like, what? Like, I had no idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it's similar. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's not similar nah. to anything. And, and, um, and then when I went to uh, Switzerland, I was like, bro, I had no, you know, because that's like, it's like, it was like the German part, you know? Because they have, they speak German, Italian, and French in Switzerland. It was like the German part. And I was like, you know, I was just like, dude, I have no, you know? And so, and like you said, not everyone speaks English and they don't have to, they don't have to uh, speak English because you're going to come visit their country. You know what I mean? Like I've heard people say that, like, I went there, but nobody speaks English there. It's like, why would they have to? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, this yeah. is not like, why do you keep, you know, you have to have people don't have That's our entitlement. Yeah. The rest of the world is, does not go on us time, bro. I know that TV shows you that, but trust me, when I was in Europe, I realized a lot of people do not need to come here. They do not need to come here, man. Yeah. They have, you know, the phones we have, they have better cars than we do. We're paying more for that car that they have. You know, like, trust me. I was like, no, nah, bro, there's a lot of people that don't need to come here. Like, yes, there's an opportunity, but some people are just like, it's cool, bro. And like you said, in Mexico, I think it gets played down by, you know, know how, but like, what? I was taking pictures of, okay, I was taking pictures of, uh, I was taking pictures of Puerto Vallarta, right? I was out there with my family and we were in this condo rooftop pool with my son. We were just hanging out. And I said it to my friend, he was like, bro, I thought you were in a third world country. And I was like, that's what you thought, dog. You know what I mean? Like, we should talk about, yeah. man. Like, but but <laughs> see, that that that's the disconnect. Like Danny was saying, my, my boy was like, Well, I didn't know they had money like that. I go, Well, you know, I'm like, where's your family from? Oh, they're they're from Arancho. Like, you know, it, it they have all the necessities and all that, but there's two different types of Mexicos for a lot of people. I, I told Danny last time, I'm not, my grandma never never kill the chicken to feed us or had to go in the back and get you know it, it's you have city and then you have the outskirts you know the the humble living right you have that here too you have that here too people yeah. from middle of america or just smaller rural areas and then we have people from la you know so that there's a different there's a different life you know it, so he was like dude like i thought that mexico the people that have the money were the narcos and i was like nah man there's very successful people yeah my one of um, my managers is Mexican from Mexico, Mexico, and you know it was. I was talking to 
to my manager, right? The one that, that I pretty much report to. We were talking and it was like, you do, dude, like he's from Mexico City. He, he talks very well English. You'll meet him one day. And I, I, I got the chance to meet him. I spoke to my wife and my mom, my wife goes like, that's so dope that your company is giving somebody else a shot. It's not the typical, right? So when I had a, a conversation with him, we started off in English, ended off in Spanish, <laughs> ended up talking about Liga MX, and we started talking about Nicaza from the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it, it's the, the Spanish that I learned, I put it into play with the Jagger interview, our very first interview. I, I, I still remember this, and I, I laugh every now and then by myself because I was talking to Danny the day before. He was like, you ready? Danny, Danny's nervous. Like, you can hear in his voice, like, you ready? It, you you know you gotta practice your Spanish and you was, you gotta you know we gotta pronunciate because you know how to tell. You're taking shotgun. I'm I'm backseat, bro. No, <laughs> Danny goes. I was like, dude, don't worry about this. I got it. He goes, well, you're gonna lead it. I was like, give me this. I'm gonna lead it. And it's just that confidence, man. That I think it was just my mom installing in me because you know the white person is not better than me. Mm-hmm. I don't see it like that. I don't see color. Right. It's we're all equal. And and talking to Jagger or to my manager, it was that confidence that, you know, I'm Mexican, too, man. I can speak your language. And speaking to a man just made me feel comfortable and it made him feel comfortable that we ended up talking about soccer, the universal sport. Mm -hmm. Universal language. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were talking. Oh, sorry. So kind of bring me back. You're talking about the podcast and, you know, why you got started. So. You know, I know you chose Liga Mekis. You said there was obviously there was like a, a need for, or you thought there were, you know, you saw that there was a need for English language, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Have you noticed, um, I don't know, can you kind of maybe talk about your podcast, maybe talk about the beginning and, and, and a little bit of the successes that you've had so far and maybe some struggles that you kind of met? Both of you can talk about maybe, because I'm a po- I'm a new podcaster. So I'm just, you know, trying to pick your brain and see what, what you kind of saw, you know, starting I- out. I mean, I think for the most point, we're all new podcasters. I think that regardless, I always look at it like you could always learn something new from somebody else. Like I'm going to pick your brain about that sound effect after. But (laughs) but yeah, man, I think that going into a situation, you should kind of be open to to new experience and like understanding that you can learn anything from anybody. You know, like at the end of the day, like some things that you might not have have uh, started with, like you're like. I could have done this like three years ago. What's wrong with me? You know, like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that we made it so difficult for ourselves. I think that that was like the the hardest part that we were like trying to figure out all these things at once. And like, you know, we didn't necessarily take our time because we were just like, Oh, let's, let's push out content. And then I think for us, the, the hardest part was honestly just like watching the game sometimes. Like we in the beginning, we had like, all right, you watch these three. I'll watch these three. Like <laughs> kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and little by little, it became a lot easier because uh, it was just like we became more aptitude. Comfortable. Yeah. And, and, and natural in, in, in just watching certain games. The, the hardest parts for us were maybe just keeping – that consistency going on on Instagram, on recording, and then like not only that, like taking uh, the, our, my most successful thing, I think, is being able to take the feedback and, and using it to, you know, to move forward. 
because at the end of the day, there's two things that can happen. You can take feedback and be like, oh, these guys are like, oh, forget these guys, you know, like they, they don't even like our show. But I was mm-hmm. I was always like, like, tell me what you think about it. You know, like it, it didn't even matter. I wanted the normal person to tell me what they thought about it. I tell my wife all the all the time. How do you feel about the podcast this week? You know, because at the end of the day, I want to I want to make it. And, and this is where I fight with John and Juvie and Rafa sometimes. Like I want to make Rafa. Yeah, Rafa, Rafa, I, love, I love Rafa, but Rafa is like, whatever you guys want to do, man, just get yeah. me on the show. So I, I fight with these guys all the time about like we got to make it consolidated. And, and maybe I don't I don't explain myself, but because I want the average person to not have to sit through an hour and a half or like, you know, because we can do it all the time. We can talk for hours, but I want the average person to walk in and walk out with a good experience. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they might not know what we're talking about. So we got to make it almost uh, what is it called? Like uh, explain it to me like I'm five, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, simplify it. Yeah. So it's it, it's easy to, to get away from it because we're so into it now that we're just like, nah, but let's go deeper. And then that's that's like the, the hardest part for me is keeping the guys intact when it comes to like the timing and everything, because I love, you know, we have fun. I love talking about soccer all the time, but I also want to reach that person that might have never said to themselves, like, let me listen to this soccer podcast, because yeah. yeah. at the end of the day, the whole my thing is like, let's bring in new viewership to the League IMX. I like that. Uh, my biggest success, man, we're on a different show now, right? I know Danny did it. Uh, this is what, like your second, third? Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing where I was like, damn, there's people actually listening to us is when we had JM from Bake City or Bake Radio in New York. Bake District. Reaching out. Yeah. Bake Radio. You're going like, to get me if he hears this. But, you know, I we have, I chop it up with this guy almost every day about soccer and this guy's in new york three thousand miles away that, that was my biggest thing uh coming into it to me it the the structure right i was it, it was sold to me by by juvie saying it's just gonna be talk you don't have to worry about anything we're just gonna talk soccer like how because i would talk to him every day on my way to work uh yeah on the way back from work to home about games about classic games and he was just how we talk it's gonna be like that and, and then the first week is like, John, you're going to watch Veracruz, Lobos, Bop. You're going to watch Puebla, Querétaro. And I was like, bro, what the? I don't want to watch that. Why am I getting all this? Why are you giving me these? <laughs> right? And then he got, then he got Tigres Monterrey, Cruz Azul America, uh, Chivas Atlas. And I was like, get out of here. I'm not watching that. That was so my listen, first week. <laughs> if, you listen to the, if you listen to the first show, they go, John, what do you think about Veracruz? I don't know. I don't care about them. <laughs> they weren't getting paid. How about that? Yeah, I was like, I don't care about them. Yeah, I, I but th- but you Go know, ahead. I think the the biggest blessing in disguise is we had a page before this one, and where was the Pactos de Caballero podcast? It got blocked, right? Danny, would tell me, do not put up European stuff. I was like, all right, I won't put it up. The day that Danny put it up, we get blocked, and we never got that account back. It was, it was we, a couple games before that. You can't say that I was the... There was like 
because what happened was I that- had I had the two strikes already, but then Danny was like, strikes on Instagram. Strike three. As, as, you know what? We we work around a fine line of copyright infringement. <laughs> Obviously, you know we don't own any of the things, but to us, I mean, like I always put it out there that we're a news outlet. Like at the end of the day, yeah, it's you not know, yours. Yeah, you didn't film it. It's not you. you know I'm mean? not taking. I'm not taking any money from it. I'm not. I'm just giving. Uh, that that uh, almost sponsoring the players and then promoting them. You know what I mean? That's all. That's all it is. I got 800 viewers. They they get to watch it at all times. And then at the end of the day, sometimes we find pages that like you like. Uh, what was the player from the other day? It's the Chavez. That we Chavez. Yeah, that we, that a lot of people didn't even know he was on Instagram. And I was like, let I me go, let me I go. Even find him. Yeah, let me go look for him. And and give him the props, give him his, you know, because I always say, like, give people their flowers while they're here, you know, like at the end of the day, anything could happen. And, and you got to always yeah with these flowers while they're here. So um, what is it called? Like, yeah, so, yeah, I went out. I look for him all the time. I, I, I know John's noticed it before where I'm like, hey, this guy actually has an Instagram. Let me like just tag him on it. Let me like right. post him up. And luckily enough, you know, he saw it and he posted it up on his page. And I mean, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is promote the players and and, and, and remind these people, like, because John says, like, he he does the videos to remind these people of what was once in the league IMX and, and that feeling that you once had when you saw that goal for the first time, you know, and yeah. sometimes you forget. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think for the most part, like that and that's you know why we got in trouble because you're europe's the europe side of it they care about all that stuff the league imx for some reason they they love it and whoever hampton got on allow it well sometimes there's there's times yeah so you know the second page came and this is where i think our creative stuff was like all right well i told juby give me the videos i'm gonna take over because juby will put me some like grandpa from my grandpa's times and I'm like dude I don't I don't know these guys like you got to remember I'm 33 so my players start from Ramon Ramirez, Galindo, Suarez, right? Gusano Napoles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sol and and Danny was like, "Nah man, you got to put the youngsters, you got to put the youngsters." And I was like, "Nah man, there was times where we bumped heads, we called each other three way and we're over here. It was creative, man. It, it, and that's the hey man, the Beatles I'm, I'm guessing they had a, a bunch of fights. Man, I had a bunch of fights to keep it Mexican going. But at, at the end of the day, it, it was always for the good of the podcast, right? Uh, and and one of the biggest victories is like, you know, getting Jagger, getting Pineda. You know, these guys I grew up watching. Pineda helped my team get a championship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I saw I interviewed Cheno, Cheno yeah. Guzman, via uh, lose World Cup champions. Like it, it, and we have we have a couple surprises coming up, man. Already, I got to work after, you know. That's why the YouTube videos up. Their YouTube I know, videos. I wanted, now. I wanted to take credit for that. I was like, okay, these guys are putting. Yeah, yeah. You're right. right. You. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate. Like, like I said, uh, yeah. I'm gonna hate on it. That I, we hung right when we we ended the the chat with you. I go, Danny. They call this out, bro. He goes, don't work on it. I was like, all right. No, I didn't you know say I, did? that. I said my computer already got too much room taken yeah. up from the podcast. I, I I honestly can't even do it. Like, I'm probably maxing out already. And I'm over so here. You know what I did? I went to go buy a new computer. And guess what? We're starting to do YouTube now. 
Yeah. I got, I, got so, I, had to, I had to go buy a hard drive, man, because I was like, I want to keep these videos just in case I blow up one day. I got, you know, I got footage, but yeah. know, back to that, I, I would, the reason I was hitting you up with that video, I was like, look, because that's what my issue was too. Like, you know, when I started this thing out was like, okay, how do I grow this? You know? And, and honestly, that's the issue I'm at right now where it's like, okay, I have a certain amount of followers every time or listeners every time, but it's like, I can't get past a certain point, you know? Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm okay with it. Like to me, it's like, even, you know, let's just say like, for instance, sometimes I average a hundred or sometimes, sometimes I get to 200, you know, downloads mm -hmm. on an episode. To me, that's big. It's like, dude, 200 people is a lot, even though we think like, how come it's not 200,000? But like today I got a phone call from my cousin and I didn't even know he listened to it, but he was like, Hey bro, I heard that episode. And I'm like, what? Like you listened to it? And he's like, yeah, bro, I listened to it. I'm like, okay. And so that kind of stuff, like just gives me a little more fuel to keep going. You know, every time I get one little comment from somebody like, Hey bro, I was figuring out if I can get on your, on your pocket. And then trust me, people hitting me up. Hey, can I get on there? I do this, this, and that. And I'm like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, so me, that's like a little bit of fuel. It just keeps me kind of, that's good, man. You know, and it's like, I know there's no money yet, but it's yes. like, that's the fuel that kind of gets me like, all right, I'm gonna keep rolling with this. You know? And just like you guys letting me get on there. It's like, Ooh, I kind of like this. You know what I mean? Like, and I already have someone else that I'm going to be on their podcast too. And I'm like, okay. You know? So right now I'm kind of at this point, like, do I make the transition now and go straight, you know, soccer or do we just keep it whatever, you know, positive, you know, vibes? I don't know. But, you know, I made a promise to myself I'm going to do it for one year because I feel like a lot of us in anything we do, we don't want to do something for a long time. We, we don't want to commit, you know, like, so for instance, we go to the gym and we go to the gym for like that first three months and then we're done. We make an excuse. I got hurt. I don't want to go back, whatever. I'm too busy. And so the same thing with the podcast, I was like, I can't do three months and then be like, it didn't work, you know, or YouTube channels, right? Oh, oh it didn't work. It's like, no, bro. Did you try it for a year? Like, at least go for a year, you know? So to me, it's like, I want to go for one year. You know, right now we're like at over 4,000 downloads total, you know? And it's only been, I don't know, five months maybe. No, it's probably been half a year now, you know? And so I want to get to July and then I'll, in July, I'll, I'll revisit and see what I want to do. You know, I do, I do like what I'm doing. I didn't start off with the microphone, bro. I started off with my phone. I just recorded on my phone, literally through my phone. And, and then I graduated to Zoom, you know, and I... And I, and I felt that like, in order to make it look a little more legit, I need a video. Like I needed content, you know, like my Instagram wasn't going to do it with just pictures. Like if I just posted a picture of us, Hey, listen to this, this conversation. I didn't feel like it was going to get enough people to actually listen to it, you know? And I know I probably ruined some of my downloads because I put my podcast on Instagram. Like I ruined my download for the podcast, you know, like it kind of messes it up. Cause if you watch it there, you're not going to go to the audio. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of like I'm recycling a little bit of content. Like I'm repurposing. I mean, like, so I drop it on Instagram and that same clip with all the borders and all the titles, it goes to YouTube, you know? And I know YouTube is like seven views sometimes or 13, you know, it's very little, but it's like, at least it's in three, three platforms. Hopefully yeah. someone's going to click on this thing. I, I think, I think for the most part, and I mean, um, it's, it's more about like, I don't know how to grow exactly a podcast, but there are certain things that I try to do where it's like, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of some dude named David Dobrik. Anyways, he, he has like this whole video setup where his videos, if you know the time, it's only four minutes and 20 seconds. So to, to an extent, I would tell you, um, use that type of platform. Cause I always tell, uh, John, like we got to use like two, three minute clips from the, from the audio. And sometimes I just put 20, 45 second, clips with like you know pictures on it that way people could, could view it but so it almost gets them interested enough so that they go, they go 
they go back on and and when you when you said that Chivas statement and I know it was a little bit controversial because even even Rafa hit me up and he's like why'd you put that up and then I was like because it makes people it, it put, well, listen it, it's provocative it's it's one of those things where you're like no yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that same thing because <laughs> um hey, look, hey, look, I was I was man on that that comment too I was like you know what I'm not even gonna get into that one but, but I'm at work. That's the thing that. Wait, wait, what, 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 what was it? What was it? You posted what was it, uh, about the achievement? What was it? So it was. Um, we're not gonna be that team anymore. It's, it's not. It, and and that that little clip, I knew when you said it. I was like, that's fucking you know, Cruz Azul. For for just to comment on what John said, I know Cruz Azul <laughs> hasn't won in the past twenty three years. I understand it. Yeah, Carlos Acela reminded you yesterday about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was 20, but 23, like, whoa. Yeah, but was that 46 tournaments? 46 tournaments. But um, I would rather be, and I always told Rafa this, I would rather be in Liguilla year in and year out competing to get a championship than to miss out on uh, or like be at, at that ninth, tenth spot and then not even be able to to compete. Cause at the end of the day, you're it's odds. You're playing an odds game. The yeah. the more you're in there. You sooner or later, you're get, like, I, I, I think I, to win. Yeah, you gotta fight to win. Well, not only that, I, I heard this a long time ago. Like, if you if, if you go to Walmart every day, at some point, you're going to get a job there, bro. It's it's going to happen. Someone's going to be like, bro, do you work here? You know, so at some point, you know, it's it's going to happen whether they're I know they say like, oh, están salados and, and, and whatever. But at the end, of the day, you got like and that's that's I always told my kids, you know, uh, you're at practice because some of them don't want to practice. You're at practice. That's 60% of the job. You're already here. Why not do the extra 40? Why not? Why? You know, at the end of the day, like, what's what's it going to hurt you? You're not going to go home right now. Your mom's not going to pick you up. She already left to the market. At, at least start running, start jogging, get better, like work on form, do something. But, but yeah, man, I, I think uh, for the most part, like, that's that's uh, my take on, on that. I, I forgot what the original question was. <laughs> no, I was just you know how to grow yeah. it. And, and, you know, oh, but um, but yeah, yeah man, I, I think that it was provocative enough that even Rafa hit me up and was like, "Whoa, bro, like that's crazy. Why'd you put that one up?" And I was like, "Cause you hit me up, because you went out of your way to come talk to me." That and then he's like, "It worked. You're right. It worked." So and I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to stir it up. No, no. And I and and no, you, well, no, you like, you know, I'm realistic. Like you said, I'm realistic, right? So for instance, like we could put it this way. I was just joking with my friend, a uh, good friend of mine. He was like, "Bro, we're at, like the Kings, right? Sacramento Kings. We're the Atlas of the NBA, right?" Yeah. And we were just joking, like, "Why you say that?" I was like, "Bro, we won one title in the '50s. You feel me? And all we do is draft good players, and then we let them go, right? And they go to other teams, and they they do their thing. And I was like, "Bro, we we're, we're Atlas. You know what I mean? Like." We have a huge fan base, but we're never going to win. You know what I mean? Like we're never going to win, and it's not gonna, like it's allowed. Like we're just not going to. We're just not ever gonna be. I mean, I know, obviously, we're just saying never could happen. But you know, I think it's the same thing. And so when I when, when I like with Chivas, when I say something like that, it's like, bro, because I'm being realistic, bro. Like at the end of the day, it's like at some point, like we could dream. Like Selección Mexicana, we dream. Like oh, we're gonna win the World Cup one yeah. day, whatever. But when it comes Good to up. club teams, and you watch every weekend, and you're like, bro, like you guys aren't even investing or, or whatever. Like you're not even doing whatever. And so it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes it's okay to be realistic. And I'm, I was like, being realistic. Like, I'm okay with it. And, I, and I no, no, notice how you sparked it up last week when you said I wasted my time. Right. Yeah. I took that. I shit. did. I was wasting I, I, my time. I, I, I could have been doing I something I took that else. personal. And Rafa gets on <laughs> the other side. And me and Rafa go, 
How can he say that? And, bro, I, was, I threw the phone. I was like, oh, man. Because but, I was like, know, bro, I'm, I'm, giving you, I'm, bro. I'm giving you 90 minutes of my time. So, like, when Danny, I look at can, players, can, like, can we do a live view of a game with, with, with Alex? <laughs> I, I, I think know. that would draw viewers to both podcasts. A viewing party, yeah, for sure. I, I think – um. And that's the thing, like, I, you know, I remember when certain players left Cruz Azul and you, you guys, you feel, you don't feel any sort of way he wants to leave. And I was like, well, you got to let him. I mean, if you think like when Ivan Marcone left, love, love, uh, full credit for like a year, love, love the player. Like, honestly, love the player. He was, uh, I think Tofilo, he, Tofilo, Tofilo left too like that. Tofilo remember he wanted to leave. Yeah, but, but uh, love the player and and everything. And I remember John was like, and what you know, would you want him back? And I was like, yeah, man, he was a good player for us. He was he was never, he he never. I, I think you know this summer it came up that he was he his uh team didn't want him anymore uh, with Boca uh, didn't want him. They sent him out to Elche. Um, but a great player, and it sucked to see him go. It, it's cool, though, because at the end of the day, he did what he thought was best for his career, which was trying to get onto the Argentinian squad, and he thought that it was – and, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, you're playing for Boca. You're, you're, if you break out, have the greatest year of your life and, and, and do well out there, obviously they're going to call you. You're playing on one of the biggest teams in Argentina. The world. So it wouldn't – The world, you know, yeah. The world, dude. Yeah. I, I won't say that. that, that, that <laughs> what, 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 but see, this is this. Well, no, no, no. But this is where 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 me and Danny don't see eye to eye mm-hmm. because he is the newer soccer soccer fan too. So to him, mm-hmm. all of this is new. To where yeah. us, the Volca that I remember, Madrid was scared to play him, and I'm a Madrid fan. Madrid was like, oh, we gotta go against Volca. And Manchester was, them. and they can play most of these teams. You know, like. It's funny, but like these guys are human beings that like we said it's all you know, we're all one race, but like there's some teams in Brazil that can go that can smack some European teams, bro. There's some teams there's Boca and Rive on a good day can smack a lot of them too. Like I think we 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 the media, I think the Mexican media does that too, where we like hype up certain things and it's like, bro, like chill huh? out, man. The Portuguese league is not that dope, man. There's two teams, relax. But I mean the Argentinian league, uh Desprecia La Liga Mexico, you know. Yeah, when... we all do it to each we're all doing it to each other, right? We're all trying to find Someone better than us, so we put our own players down, which we we say Europe, 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 or MLS is catching up. And then like a player plays in Galaxy, and you go like, bro, but he's in Galaxy, like he's not in Monterrey scoring goals. You know? So like, yeah. we, we, everybody does it. Every country's been doing it, so every you know every media yeah. does it. But I think where I come in and and like yeah, John's correct. Like I I'm the newer watcher where I've seen the struggles that Boca has had in the past uh, three years. Five years. Five, well, I'm saying three because you know I'm not, I'm not I'm not there for for the complete and I'm not paying attention to them, um, but they they haven't been able to pay some of their players some of their like they all their whole squad is like moving out and and going other places, um, mm-hmm. and and deciding you know like Christian Pavon is at Galaxy right now, they're 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 offering no, on eight, back up. oh he's back eight up. million they he's offer- back up. Yeah, they offered them eight million, and Boca's considering that. You know why? Because they're broke. I mean, at the end of the day, when when you don't have money, you're you're trying to get as much as you can, and you're hoping to get more. But when a, another team knows the situation that you're in, they're they're obviously going to offer you less. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 couldn't pay for Paul Fernandez. He's back at Cruz Azul now. Um, for for a while, some of the players that that were coming into into Cruz Azul Liga MX. 
they, they were mediocre to say the least. Paul Fernandez didn't have the best season before he went out to Boca. Uh, he, uh, and then he goes out and he, he breaks out and, and, and is a star. Walter Montoya has been rejected how many times by how many coaches at Cruz Azul and he's doing, he's performing well at Racing Club. He's, he's, he's one of their better uh, players in, in the Argentinian league. I, and, and this is just based off of stats. Um, I don't, I don't watch the Argentinian league, but, uh, but at the end of the day, like they come here and, and it's almost like I, I think one of the players said it. Uh, I forgot who it was, but, um, you know, Argentinians live off of Mexican soccer. At the end of the day, I think I it hurt. I mean, I said that. Or yeah. I mean, he just said it. Yeah. Chivas coach. Chivas coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, but at the end of the day, I feel like when we got out of uh Copa Libertadores their their struggle to get viewership because you gotta remember like it's one thing that people watch you over the world or see you in 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 those little countries but at the same time there's not that money incentive that comes from the United States we're not watching Copa Libertadores in the in the USA I don't know who runs the program but it's not on on local TV you know what I mean? It's it's not something. Bing. That, yeah, being being you're right. Yeah. But but it's not something that you can see on a daily basis and say like it's prime time. It's at seven p.m. Where the league IMX is, and that's where I I like John was saying like oh, but these are bigger leagues. I understand that we're we're on prime time though. Like we're we're at the time where people want to watch soccer, where there's nothing to do. Where on this side. And 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 again, like, but there's a lot of money in in, in the United States. There's you know you're talking about. Probably a, a player like LeBron James is getting paid two hundred and forty-two million for the rest of his life, uh, or for the rest of his career at the Lakers. That's something that some uh, soccer clubs are worth, you know. So e- e- even, yeah. and I was telling John, like I, I understand that the rights for the EPL, the English Premier League, were at how much did you say? Two point one billion. Two two billion. That was that was the last cycle six years ago. And the I think new cycle is coming up. And I think if Mexico really wants to succeed, because I understand that, like, oh, yeah, but the English Premier League is in the morning and people don't get to watch it. That's not our fault. At the end of the day, money like viewership talks and, and money should talk, too. So we should be getting paid that two point one billion because it doesn't make sense to keep bringing in all this viewership and not get paid that much. You know, and like, and like you said, I didn't think about like the Libertadores. I know I kept like crying about it. I wanted to go back just for the that miss that little like that fun that we're going to nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia in River, you know, Monterrey, whatever, that'd be dope, you know, but but I think you just, hit, you just hit it on the head though. Like you not only not only does the Comnebol, you know, people who don't know soccer, like the South American Confederation, not only do they lose out on Mexico, they lose out on United States. Like with Mexico, mm-hmm. they lose out with United because like you said, there are people here that maybe won't pay for those channels, but they would love to see, like, like you said, a game. If some, you know, there's a Mexican guy that lives in Idaho. And he's gonna turn the TV on and watch Tigres versus, you know what I mean, versus uh, I don't know, Independiente, right? It doesn't matter. That's- Not even that. Bolivar, uh, the, yeah. the 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 lower teams on, on the right. tier, and, and they're watching that. But go ahead. Yeah. So so I think it's crazy how you you miss out on two markets by by messing that up. And I and I I I liked how Rapa was saying it last time that who cares? You guys were saying on your episode that that who cares what they're doing? Like let's just build our confederation up. And, yeah. I, and I, I, agree, I finally agree with that now. Like two weeks ago, I was like, you know what? He's right. I was like, because they need us. You know, at the end of the day, they need, yeah, they're hating and they don't want to give the least of the rights and all that. And everyone's fighting for that. That's cool and everything. But remember, Copa America, you know, it, it had to be here for it to be really successful because you can, you can host it in Paraguay if you want, but you're not going to make the money that you're going to make if you have it here. 
You're not going to mm-hmm. see Messi. You're not going to see Chile, you know, 7 You're not going to see none of that stuff. You're not going to see that here, you know? And I think that's big money. And we can't deny that, you know? And, and obviously, Kongakafu uh, was nice enough to give them that, like, the little carrot to, you know, bring Messi, bring Neymar over here so we can, like, you know, make this money together. But Comnebol does not sell what a Mexican team can do or a Mexican confederation can do. And that's why the games are always played here. That's why Copa Oro, it doesn't even go around anymore. I used to go to Mexico once in a while. It doesn't even go there anymore. You know, Copa Oro mm-hmm. is only here. You know, the Gold Cup is only here. It is, And in reality, it should be like, how come it's not in Canada one year? And how come it's not in, you know, Costa Rica one year? Like, they don't even give them a shot. A shot, You know, they're just like, no, bro, we're going to do this in Miami, but, Dallas, Denver, Cal- and, Dallas, and whatever. And that's the problem, too, man. Yeah, we, no. we're, not giving, we're not giving them shots, right? You know, do you want to see Comunicaciones versus Monterrey? Not really. Do you want to see Sapporo? You you rather see Saprisa versus Chivas, Islands. Puerto Rico Island, right? Puebla. No, but I think yeah. I think to that extent, like, that's that's the problem that we have because we should be giving uh, Costa Rica and Honduras and all these people a shot. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like if we want the Concacaf to grow, that's that's how you grow it, you know. And and not only that, I'm pretty sure you could in, in, like incentivize it so that no matter what like at the end of the day us and fmf make the most money and 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 like that's that's how you you let people eat though you got to let people on the table and, and, and you, you, you got to play somebody right you can't like just have a tournament between two teams like you gotta martinica yeah. has to be there you gotta play a game you gotta do something you know they're not gonna have enough people to play and, and i mean i was t- telling john in the last show that there should be something where the second division of uh, like liga expansion i agree with you on that I yeah where where? But how? how? How do you grow because from I, that? I also agree, and I know this is not full on soccer podcast, give, but look at I also agree because if you you could also make the argument, today. Like most second division teams in Europe can beat an MLS teams with their eyes closed, like most of them. Correct. Right? And so I, I, I and I'm gonna go out and say that most that I'm not gonna say all of them, but a lot of second division teams in Mexico can also go head to head with an MLS team. They really can. And so, and we're not talking about like, oh, it's the second division. Like, yeah, but who cares? Like, let's make more teams. But, Okay, but why not give uh, uh, Mazatlan a chance and Atlas a chance? Oh no, uh, get no, it to a chance, too. right? So, so, that, so you're gonna you're gonna make a a whole Concacaf league, right? No, 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 no. That's no. the thing. Champions League Champions League doesn't give you second division. No. Europa League doesn't give you. The, we know, but right? we have. No, no, no. We're comparing. You're comparing Champions League with, with you know teams yeah. from Panama and teams yeah, from. But we're, look, look how look, look how look how we're uh a, a los a los uh, equipos de Costa Rica, a los equipos de Guatemala, a los equipos del Paz, uh, Águila, and we're not. And that's that was the point that I was trying to say that Liga Expansión should be playing like a, a team like Cancun should go out and play Saprisa before they ever get to the Concacaf. Yeah, he's saying to give them a little a, a more game, like a little tournament to so that yeah. it's not as easy. But I I get what you're trying to say where we have uh, a, a bunch of and and let me. And, and, we have a lot of first div- division teams, but start a Euro uh, Euro League. It, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, cool. a second a second little cup would be cool. You and, know, a, little, a second little cup where if you get you exit, you're over here, or you don't make it, you're over here because. And we're talking about you know the power of of, of media and all that. And I think when we look mm-hmm. at like, and I think I don't know how you guys agree with this. Like they're trying to unite the two leagues, right? And and I know this is kind of off topic, but I remember seeing an article from somebody because Sacramento was trying to go to MLS, right? And somebody wrote an article saying like, oh, we are going to the MLS, but it was like, hey, Sacramento's better off trying to get a team in Liga Mekis. And we're like, what? It's like, yeah, what if we had a team from SAC, but we flew in? And then I, I, I laughed at that. I was like, bro, that would make more money. 
ever, right? Because every time America would come, you would fill it up here, and then we go. You know what I mean? So it was like they, they were just trying. It was like it was a, it was kind of a joke, but they were being like, "Hey, bro, like if we put a team in Liga yeah. MX, it'll be cheaper, right? Because over here in MLS, you got to put like forty million down just to get someone to look at you. The franchise. You, know, you yeah. got to have a big well. You got to have like crazy money. And it's like mm-hmm. they're like, "Do we better off flying to Mexico?" every other weekend and then teams coming here and like we and then we were charging dollars for the, you know like, like Tijuana does but here and it was just like oh man that's that's a great that's you know what I mean it's crazy how that yeah. would actually work that would actually work <laughs> yeah no I, I mean it, it, trust me I understand it I, I don't think it's gonna happen uh just because there, there, there's like powerful entities in Mexico but to, to the Liga Expansion and the reason why I would do it was because half of my, you know, half of the squad on Chivas is playing in, in uh, Tapatio. The, there's half of the squad of America playing in, in multiple teams, half of the squad of Cruz Azul. And this helps build youngsters because at the end of the day, if you're trying to, to play, you could you could even do like a second division uh, tournament just in itself, then a second division tournament in 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 United States and Canada and, and every other place. And then the, the top four teams of, of that little mini tournament of that, like kind of like a Copa MX face off against each other. And then, you know, they, they go at it. So it's, and that's how you build the leagues. Like that's, that's honestly the only way, because I don't see any other way where, you know, we continue to, to grow. And like I was telling, I don't know if I told John, but I think at some point the MLS will outgrow us. But at this moment, we have all the leverage and we need to figure out a way to get paid in the future for what they're they're about to go through. I think that at some point, like it's it's not necessarily those five years, six, seven years, but I do yeah, agree will, that. Will, will they? I mean, we can close up. I mean, will they like, I mean, yeah, they can have 35 teams, whatever. But mm-hmm. there's ridiculous. Still- it's still a little like too much first of all but i I look at it and i'll go like yeah but you know what there's still that guy like john who's gonna always watch leah make it doesn't matter what you do two teams to la you could put chivas usa in la he doesn't matter he's going to watch his team in mexico you know what i mean so there's still that that like like not nationalism but there's still that pride like no bro like i don't care what you bring here like i'm not buying in you know what i mean and and i I guess we can kind of close it on this because we're we're going past. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I watch MLS. No, no, I, I, I know you do. But remember when Chivas USA was rolling, right? Um, uh, I supported them too. Right. And so did I. You know, I was like, whatever, we got a team here. That's pretty the dope. The Chivas, yeah. yeah. But the thing was like, what I, what I was looking at was like, okay, you know, when Sac Republic started, I was like having this argument with my friends, like, oh, they got to get Mexican players and they got to get. And my friend's like, bro, that's not the crowd they're going to get. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, there's all the Mexico. Like, yes, but that's not the crowd. Like, the crowd that they're going to get is is another demographic and so they're not going to just cater to that yeah you know what i mean like we mm-hmm. did have you know roro lopez who shout out to him he played with chivas Fuerzas Basica. he played with marco fabiana and then he's friends with them and he he won our championship he's with us and then he went to go play with celaya and toluca you know and so like they had that one guy you know who had the chivas you know background but everybody else is from everywhere else and i think that's honestly that's the kind of the way to go because yeah you can have your carlos vela but the rest of the team's not going to be that it's not going to look like that you know because the fan that's going to come and pay and support the MLS has been proven to be a different demographic. It's not it going to be, you know, the Mexicano that, that's going to just like, oh, I'm going to go for them because we have a team now. No, because they're still going to watch Cruz Azul on Saturdays. Like, they're not going to just buy in to go watch the Seattle Sounders. I don't think. Yeah, but See, I- the, M- the MLS is more of a, of a family sport, right? You can't take a family to go watch uh, a Cruz Azul Tijuana. It, it, it's dangerous out there. Right, you can't go see a classical. Would you take your family to watch a classical? In the 
in the box seats. Yeah. In Mexico. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I would if if you know I would obviously, obviously at, at the Jalisco, right? I probably pay but, more to be somewhere. Yeah, but I would. Yeah, yeah but right uh, over here, I was a Galaxy season ticket holder, and it was uh, we were surrounded by nothing but families of four, five kids, right? And it was like, oh, I couldn't cuss or do what I usually do when I go to a game with my buddies, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, it's a different demographic, right? And, and that's what the MLS caters to, the kids. The kids are the ones that want the jerseys. I want the Beckham jersey, mom. I want the Pisara jersey. That That's what the MLS is. more yeah. entertainment here that a passion like in Mexico. In Mexico, you're fighting because it's pretty much a game. It's Atlas versus Chivas, America yeah. versus Chivas, Cruz Azul versus America. But but I think to to some degree, I mean, regardless of the situation, uh, I understand like you know the fandom is a little bit different. But with the MLS, I think what helps it out more is the fact that families are able to go mm-hmm. to, to a local game, and you got to understand that you're. You know, you go to a Cholos Tijuana game, everybody's getting drunk. Yeah, it's cool. Um, you go to like a, a place like the Lakers where, you know, the whole family's like buying into these family bundles and 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 buying all this stuff, buying all this merch. At the end of the day, they're, they're recuperating more money than probably what those beers cost because you you, mm-hmm. you walk into a Lakers game or you walk into even even at LAFC, there's like people buying all, all this other stuff that doesn't necessarily and 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 you got to remember with with like the fandom in mexico there's a cleanup after that you gotta you gotta figure out all these other things too and and there's more security and you gotta pay more people and more money's inverted and your 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 stadium could become damaged the seats or whatever and like it's cool but at the end of the day like the one that didn't have that much security but but the maintenance on on the lafc game is probably not zero to none compared to what Mm -hmm you have in a Chivas versus America game, like, like, like you stated, but I think that to some degree, what they're doing where it's like, um, you can own a team and it's a $240 million, uh, evaluation on the first year. Like look at, uh, inter Miami, you know, this is a brand new team and you go to Puebla a team that's been around for, uh, how, how 50 years. Yeah, and 60 years. They're, they're probably worth two million, three. You know, like they're they're not worth that much when it comes to if if a person came in and bought them. Um, so to some degree, the the money is just gonna outgrow the Liga MX because at some point they're they're gonna every year. I think even with LAFC, how they've grown their their fan base has been executed perfectly to where they fill up a stadium on their home games. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so that, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but you make a really good point about how you can buy a team here over there. You got to go through the family before you, you can even ask to buy a team. If they don't know you and you're not a businessman in Mexico, you're not buying a team. That's, and that's in most countries. That's in most countries. You try to right? kind of in, in Spain. There's like three Mexican owners because they couldn't buy a team over here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Real Murcia was one of them. Oviedo uh, has Carlos Slim, which I don't know why he hasn't pumped in some some serious dough to that, because he saved them from from going bankrupt. And there was another one, but that's the problem that Mexico that you can't buy into. Imagine, imagine if that Qatar money comes into into Mexico and you start bringing in 
Yeah, but that's, stars. this is this is all like uh, supuestos or like, uh, you know, like what ifs. At the end of the day, the money is in the United States already. Like it's here. Mm-hmm. It's whether we, yeah, we the, like I saw not. I saw like, a, man, I forgot the randomest uh, sponsor ever was sponsoring some team in Mexico. And I was like, what? Like, you know, like like country, like, you know, companies, you know, American companies. I'm like, what? Like, like, I know you see most of them, but there was one that just threw me off the other day. And I was like, what? Like, so. You know, you see, I forgot, I think Puebla for a second, or it was either Puebla or somebody had like Facebook uh, as their sponsor for a second. And I was like, it was like maybe four or five years ago. And I'm like, what? Like, so you, you like the, the US company knows that there's a market out there. Um, and like you said, the money is here, man. The fandom is here. Mm-hmm. People are here. Um, the TV, like every time we look at the TV rights or the TV dealer, like, oh, look at uh, Super Bowl got this, but look at Chivas America, you know, it gets more because you're tapping into two populations you know i mean 125 million over there and a portion of the 300 and something here you know so it's like i don't know i I think there's a lot of growth still i think yeah you said usa uh, the mls league will definitely be bigger and they have more rules and they're going to follow them and they obviously don't allow the uh you know double ownership you know father and son all that stuff and they definitely don't uh, they definitely let you buy your team with with security knowing i'm going to put some millions here but i'm not going to get kicked out of the league I'm not going to be relegated. I'm not going to be, you know, whatever, right? I'm going to stay yeah. here. I think that's something that if you're a billionaire, yeah. you're not going to go put a team in Mexico because you're like, bro, they're going to play some crazy stuff on me one day. And not just Mexico, a lot of countries, you know, because don't forget, Juventus, other teams have gone to the second division. And, like, so you're like, you know, it's not there, it's not that safe because the MLS is they're trying to follow the NBA route where it's like revenue share, right, where it's like your team could be whack, but you're still going to get money. Don't trip. You know, you're still going to make money. And- and and that and that's the thing. I mean, that going back to that revenue share, the Premier League shares all the TV, the TV deal money. That's why all these Bernies and all of that have money to buy some good players. Where over here we don't know that, or unless the owners pocketing like the dude from Veracruz that buys players and can't even pay him. You know, it's sad that in Liga Mexico it has that prestige, but now two teams disappear it you know that 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 in my part sucks man and that's where the media focuses oh they can't pay they can't pay and it gets back to andres guardado right where he stated in interviews that you know there was players from my team coming up to me and saying what's going down going on down there in mexico you know that's the negative part of of that you have people like you said like you know they they they, they, javier aguirre has said that you know He's talked bad about his country that he doesn't want to live there. He doesn't feel safe. Now he's there, right? So he had to swallow that. But a lot of, like you said, like the people want to, like you said, Gonzalo Pineda doesn't want to go somewhere where he can't take his family, whatever it may be. So, you know, oh, people no, he just said it because it of school. Yeah, people bring it down or whatever it may be. Uh, the money might not be saved. You might not get paid one week, whatever. And so that's obviously brings a bad, uh, you know, name to to the league. Um, but yeah, man, we just we turn this into a soccer podcast, but it's all good. You know, this, this is what we do. This is what we like. <laughs> As, it's, it's cool man year two is gonna be a soccer podcast but i do appreciate y'all like uh coming on and i i, I think uh i don't know i was talking to danny the other day i was like he's like what's your goal what's my we were kind of talking about that and um like i said I, yeah danny's into those deep conversations he is danny gets deep you know? <laughs> yeah he does so to me it was like you know to me it was i don't know yet why but i do know that i got something rolling here i kind of like it and uh I, I, I don't know. I have a problem always with like, you know, how they say like you got to find that niche and you got to like stick with it. I have a problem with that. Like, well, no, nah, I, I, I think I have a problem picking something and just saying, I'm, like, for instance, if I just talked about coffee, 
one episode I'd be talking about water, the next one, or, or wine, whatever. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't, I have a problem sticking on a topic. And that's, that's my issue, you know? And, and let me tell you yeah. something. I think that we have a niche and, 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 you know, we're, we're just in, in the soccer Liga MX. Like we, and I think for the podcast that if you're really trying to, to continue with it and do all that, stay, stay with exactly where you're at. I feel mm-hmm. like the more open you are, to being able to have whatever guests come on your show. Like, obviously, we're a League IMX podcast, and, and we talk about this all the time. But um, I think that the more open you are, you just have more avenues to, to go through. You know, I think that for me and John, we have a certain lane that we, we kind of we can only get to one place and one place only. And I, I think either whether we agree or not, it's like it's a sport yeah. list at some point. You know, um, it's it's media coverage on on the Liga MX because but where where you stay open to all avenues, you you can have one dude one day, another dude another day. And, and, and I've had a and it's it's rappers, all teachers, my wife. I've had, you know, I've yeah. had a Your wife? <laughs> nope. was, my brother was, you know, the last one because, you know, he's a journeyman. He works for the union, you know, so like I've had like, oh, that's your brother, my little brother. Yeah. So, you know, I've had like. Like you're right. And I think that's that's something that I kind of like it was intended to be a teacher podcast where I was like, I'm going to highlight teachers because I know a lot of teachers have a, a second talent. That's what that was my like, idea with it, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of teachers are like, oh, you're just a teacher. Like, no, nah, bro, this guy's a, a baker or this one, like he's a soccer rep, whatever. And I kind of yeah. wanted to do that. But then I was like, Damn, my listener is not a teacher, you know, so my listeners were my friends and people I knew, whatever. And they're not they weren't but- there. And, and here's what I'll tell you. Yeah, your listeners aren't teachers and, and they'll, you know, but um, you're trying to look for something to connect with people and who hasn't had a teacher in their life. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like, I think I think you're you're thinking so much about, like, how do I connect with people? You already have it. It's already there. You, you, you got to you don't have to like. Like, I think that the whole teacher thing is the only reason why I started. Because, I mean, I listened to your podcast. I've listened to the last three episodes. I listened to your brother, their journeyman. I didn't get in debt on that one. I still I'm still on it. But then I listened to the teacher um, where she was like thinking of, of going to school, going back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then I, I listened to the to the stockholder, which we didn't we didn't get to talk about it. But I, I felt like you guys. Oh, he's under- a teacher, too. Just so you know, he's a teacher, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was assuming low key. I was assuming that all these people were teachers. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, yeah, like I said, something maybe like 20, 30 percent of them are. But yeah, I appreciate you. Like, you know, we're supporting each other. And I think, you know, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's somewhere I can put these creative juices and just put them to work because I've always wanted to. I had a soccer thing going like um, it was 2018 before the World Cup. I had my I was doing like kind of like John Barbon. I was doing that, you know, just pumping out like little thing, rumors and and different things like that. And I was talking about Liga Mekis and MLS. And like my idea was to kind of keep it that way. Kind of my likes, you know, Liga Mekis, MLS and anything going on in the world that's important, you know. Uh, and I was doing it for a little bit. It wasn't really a podcast, but it was just like Instagram. And I had YouTube like videos that I would make up with my homies. But um it was hard you know so it got kind of hard but definitely uh you know like i said i appreciate you coming on. i appreciate both of you coming on here to just talk man and, and and get that conversation out like you said it's always i have a couple friends that listen to it and they say bro just i like when you talk about things i don't know about like some some of my buddies don't even watch soccer but they like when i talk about it or they like when mm-hmm. i talk about sacramento right because they're not from here so like when we talk about you know the ins and outs and restaurants and different things like do i like that because the I rent have- you know, so that was my biggest thing. The rent with your brother, I was like, "Fuck, they pay that much in rent, huh?" 
Yeah, he was in. Uh, no, he was because he was in San Jose, right? So he went to San Jose, which is like the highest rent I think at one point in the country, right? It was like three thousand something a month, dude. And I was like, bro, you're you're wild. So That's yeah, true. man. But I, you know, it, it's like it, it's it's to you know give other people, you know, I don't know, information, man. An avenue, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, man. And yeah, I, th I think you're there, bro. I, I don't think that you you gotta switch it up and and, and start a whole new thing. I think that you can have people on your show like anytime like if you want to talk about soccer just bring them on that's all you got to do I, I i think that you're you're trying you're trying to close a, a huge gap of of, <laughs> of of road that you can take already i you don't yeah. what you know. uh and, and i like how you said it because you know how hard is it and we'll wrap it up right here how hard and you kind of told me a little bit but how hard is it to get some guests on your show man like is that something that you value because i'm doing the single route right so I have friends that like want to start another one and we might do something, but it's like, I've found that I'd rather just be under control, be in control myself, you know, because it's like, I could do it when I can, you know, I can figure it out. It's kind of hard, you know, like you said, like coordinating with everybody sometimes. I know Danny was tripping out last episode. He almost was going to do it by himself. So like, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, um, I don't know. I've, I've found it kind of hard to get guests at the first, but now I'm getting people hitting me up. They want to get on it. Like, cause they've seen the, maybe they see the kind of attention I give them for one week. I promote them for one week, you know, straight, you know, every day, three, four videos and little things. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you had any issues with getting guests or, or how are you reaching out to them? What are you thinking on that? What's, what's, what are you guys doing with that? So, so for the most part, when it comes to players, I mean, it's, it's difficult already, you know, like I always told John, like when we, when we first started getting guests, like, Hey, ask him how much time he can give you because, you know, at the end of the day, they have their own lives. They got to do whatever they got to do. Um, I never do. <laughs> but, uh, but I always tell them like, like they're let them know what we can talk about, what we can't talk about, because obviously there's like certain topics that people just don't want to discuss. And I understand it. Um, but for the most part, when we talk to certain players, it, I think we've hit like like the people that respond, at least for it's like 70 percent will get on the show. Because I know that there's been some times where people have said yes and then they just never like it, it. And it was it was Juvie that was like hitting them up in the beginning. I don't know if you remember that, John. Do I, so Juvie will, will throw the rod in. I would bring him in so i i I'm, I'm the one that that i don't know it's i've always been i always have that that niche of talking to people and making them feel comfortable so i i have gone on videos beforehand like hey this is what we do da, 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 da. and and it's it's hard man it's hard like uh, i'm not gonna say the, the name of a certain soccer player that last week danny goes he got on this live and he goes like hey what's up when are you gonna come on the show he goes hit me up after the show and Next thing you know, he goes, there you go. I, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's just making them feel comfortable in my, in my eyes. Just like, hey, this is what we do. Hope your family's doing well. And, you know, if they answer, they answer. If not, you know, it's just pretty much a template that I have that. I just go, boop, boop. Have you had anyone trying to, you know, because it's obviously, I had one person I was trying to get on. I'm not going to call them out because they don't need to know. Um, but right away, we're asking, like, how much they were going to get out of this, you know, financial. I think for the most part, I like, we're – none of the players have asked us in any sense or form, like, if, if they were getting paid. I think the the most we've gotten was, like, oh, you have to talk to our our team, like, our president, like, our – not the president, but the – Oh, the, so there was two media. players. Yeah. So there was – and they were from Liga Femenil, right? So Juby's big on Liga Femenil. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Watch out for them. Um, one was like, you need to reach out to my agent and she takes care of all of that for me. Dude went through it. The other one was like, you need to reach out to Unam and, and Pumas will let you know if I can do it or not. Wow. So, you know, I've gone, I've gone as far as to email La Liga so I can post the videos, the Premier League, uh, Belgium. I, I've, I've done it all, man. And, and it's just like, all right, well, you know, the worst thing that can happen is say there's a no or they don't answer. And for yeah. the most part, those leagues don't answer me. And, and it's just like, I got the confidence here, man. Like, I, I'll, I'll talk to the players and Danny always tells me, ask him how much time you have. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not good. But it's just my thing. I'm, Danny's very like, when we first started the podcast, it was like he would give us the numbers every week. We had a, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to talk about. Like we had our bullet points. And, and I'm more of a free floor. Like, I was like, whatever, man. It's, it's just another guy. And that's how you have to approach it. Yeah, and I like that because uh, I kind of the same way. I wouldn't, I mean, obviously I'm not looking for players like that because, you know, I'm kind of going for those people that are kind of on the rise too. Like, or, or you know, like my brother's going to give me an interview. My brother's not going to charge me, you know, so, but it's like, sometimes you want someone that has a you know a cool little following to kind of help you you know yeah. also but you got to offer something too for them too you know because at the same time like you know that's their time like you said time is time yeah is exactly so exactly i'm not gonna you know, go like hit up somebody it's like i'm gonna you, you know, know honestly, I, I lie to them but I, I say i just need 30 minutes but it ends up being you know yeah so like jagger jagger was like you know what i'm just happy that you guys remember me that yeah. was his biggest thing like I'm happy that you guys remember me and you guys want to hear my stories. That's dope. Uh, Cesar Villaluz was more like, okay, what's the question? What's the question? And then I have relationships with Jeno Guzman. Like, I'll hit him up. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Da-da-da. Jagger, too, is like, and, and going so, like, you know, I wish them all Merry Christmas. I just went out of my way, man, just because I'm grateful that even this pandemic, like I said, it gave us the more followers because before we had, what, Danny, barely 100? Yeah, with the what the no, first I'm, page? I think we had like two fifty something like that, and then nah, you know, nah, nah, it was like a hundred because it. Anyways, now we're at almost eight hundred, man, and eight hundred to what we were two years ago. It's it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, a lot of likes, and it's it's fun. Um, sometimes I do listen to Danny. Don't think I'm a rebel student, that, but it's sometimes you have to do it your own way, man. Like, you just reach out to them and. The, the one thing that I'll give you, go for if you're going to try to get soccer players, go for the ones that have 10,000 or less followers. It's easier for them to see your messages to where you get uh, Vineda. <laughs> yeah, Vineda that has 100,000 followers and you're never going to catch yeah, their eye. I think they just, yeah, sometimes they just miss the message. They're not trying to dog us. They just like, they don't see it. You know, they just, yeah. just have so much. They're just like, whatever, man. I, I think for me and I like, Cause I know John's always like wanting to get players. Uh, Juvie's always wanting to get. Players. I was trying to have more fans. Like honestly, like I told John a long time ago, like I'd rather have a couple fans on here because at the end of the day, they're they're really gonna be uh, excited. They're 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 gonna want to listen to the show. They're gonna come back. They're gonna want to talk to us and and do all these things. Like almost promote us without us having to tell them anything. And not not only that, like we're always like you know. John's been giving a plenitude of guys like some stuff and, and, and like sends out stuff to New York, to JM, to, to what was his name? Oh, este, uh, Jose Barajas. That he was like a TikTok guy and, and he had like a large following on there. Um, 
but yeah, man, we 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 were always grateful and 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 these the same people I never, that I never got my mail, man. I never got anything. Hey, man, relax. It's on its way already. I already <laughs> mailed them out. Huh? Taking the mail like a little kid, like hey. hey. <laughs> no, no, no. It's on its way. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I send this little something extra for you. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, but what? we we always do that because I think that at the end of the day, like we the the people that we connect with, like they end up giving us a lot more followers and like people yeah, that dude, like will... you know, and you hit it you know they're, they're gonna want you to succeed because they're on there and they're, and they're bought right. in and like like first you got me so it's like bro you have a fan now forever and and i'm definitely gonna be pushing it out and so like i said man we can go for days but uh, okay. I'll, let, I'll let john uh show us something before we cut it off <laughs> this is i'm assuming this is what he's saying check your mail for this one Oh, let's go. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. It, it's um yeah. So I I you know what I, I've never asked Danny for any money. And my wife is like, Well, don't you guys have a fun or anything? I'm like, no, nah, man, I believe in this product so much, bro, that I go out. This is one of the ones you're gonna receive. And and then the original logo. I like or that. the second I logo. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I'm- I, I honestly, I also, I, you know, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. You know, I keep saying that, but I am going to have to make this a two-parter, but um, two-parter. Yeah, we usually do that, right, Danny? I'm going to make a two-part episode. I'll, I'll just release it back to back. <laughs> but um, I was trying to do something with no money, man. And I actually had listeners, uh, uh, good friends of mine, people that supported the show. They sent me the, you know, this streamcast where I'm, you know, hitting my sound effects. They sent me the light that I'm using, the Loom Cube. You know, they sent me the microphone, like, you know, it was something like they saw me do it like six, seven episodes or I think I was already at 17 by that time. And they were sending me packages. I even have stuff that I haven't opened yet because I can't use it yet because it's not for what I need yet. So um, it was something that's like, you know what, like I'm, I want I want to do this organically. I want to like prove it to myself and other people that you could just do it slowly and just chip away at it without spending money, you know, paying for promos on Instagram or whatever. Like I just felt like I wanted to try to do it from like, you know what I mean? Just little by little, you know, and, and, I see you guys doing the same thing. You're a little bit ahead of me and um, you know, hopefully we get, we get to where we want to be, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. Congratulations on your show, man. I, I enjoyed the first episode. I listened. I appreciate it. So uh, let them know where they can find you, man. And we'll close it with that. Uh, you, you want me to do it or you want to do it? Yeah, go for it, John. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can catch us on Instagram, PDC podcast, MX, Apple podcast, YouTube. Now Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. And I'll put all I'll put all the links up on my um on my episode notes, you know. So make sure you go follow the guys at the Pacto de Caballeros podcast. Um, and they can explain to you why they gave that name. I know why, but you know, go hit them up, follow them on Instagram, and uh, I appreciate y'all time. I really do. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. You. I said, man. Stay safe. Right. I appreciate you guys. We'll talk. Thank you. hope you enjoyed the show you know i sit here and i'm thinking about what am i going to do for season two right so when we started this out i'm like i don't even know what season was 
You know, I was like, I'm just going to start recording. I'm just talking to my phone, recording some stuff. I don't even know. I came up with the name out of nowhere. I had no guests lined up. I had no ideas lined up, right? And just let I just let the show roll. Roll with the flow. Go with the flow. And anyways, we're at this point now, right? Season two. Um, after season one, I want to reflect a little bit. You know, I stopped for a second. I stopped. I went on vacation for a couple of weeks, took a break from the grind of work and pumping stuff out for the podcast. And honestly, I got used to the break, you know, two, three weeks of not doing it felt pretty good, you know? Um, and then people hit me up. Hey, I want to be on the show. Hey, when's the next episode? And honestly, with those two, three little comments I was getting here and there, that gave me more fuel to come back. So I appreciate every single one of you who actually sit here, listen to the show while you're working, while you're running, while you're driving. I appreciate it big time. And you don't know how much it means to me that people are actually listening to this. So how am I supposed to know you listen to it if you don't hit me up, right? So make sure you follow me on Instagram at Educators. I'm on Twitter. Um, you can follow my personal account if you're cool enough. And then uh, we'll go from there. I got a lot of things lined up for 2021. I hope you start off your year right. I hope you start off your year with, with that positive energy that we all need. We get out of this crisis. We move forward. And uh, we start appreciating the little things that we do have, you know? So biggest thing you could take from uh, season one is uh, just, just got to start. Start the podcast. Whatever project you're going to do, just get out there, do it, and then learn as you go. You know what I mean? Uh, people want to plan everything out, set it all up, and, and talk to people about it. But you know what? Just do it. And then from there, you know, learn as you go. So let's go. Uh, season two. And uh, I hope you appreciated it. Uh, I hope you, uh, what am I talking about? I hope you uh, enjoyed it. And um, yeah, don't forget to share this with a couple of friends. I really appreciate your time. Adios.